grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is Jobbing Out. Literally What's everyone up? is a half second behind this time. Oh, except Miggs, who's three seconds behind. Welcome hey, in. What's up? Welcome in. It is episode number 22 of Jobbing Out. 22 as in how many Hall of Famers we have spoken to after this week, AJ Francis? That would be a big old deuce deuce. Deuce deuce. <laughs> 22. We'll tell you more about that here in a second. I am Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone. Back with us for a WrestleMania extravaganza this week is our fourth mic, Steve Miggs from KSW. What's up, What's up buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I think that we're. Uh, it's unfortunate for our listeners that they didn't get to hear the conversation we had before we turned on the microphone. <laughs> well, but we, yes. might, fortunate. We, we might revisit that at some point. Don't I mean, Aaron, I mean, well, well we just got to let them know that Miggs is reporting live from a lactation yes. Uh, studios, so. right? And and yeah, I'm at I'm in the lactation station of KISW Studios. I, I guess it's an HR. Uh, you have to have it now. My wife does HR, and she's like, "Oh yeah, it's required in offices to have a room where girls or women, sorry, can uh, milk themselves and put it in a freezer for." And, now, hang and on. A comp- I'll be the one to ask the question. This is important. What if I want to get milked, Steve Miggs? It's 2018, and I feel like equality should allow me to have somewhere to go to get milked. I'm milking myself right now, so I mean, I think you it's okay. Nipples. Can you be nipped? I thought I thought you were going to offer to milk me, Steve, and I was going to be uh, really appreciative of that. All right. Uh, also, of course, with us is the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis. Hey, and you know what's funny is like, could you imagine the office back when you had to have a lactation studio? Could you imagine Dwight trying to fight that? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, wholeheartedly. <laughs> and in fact, he would have demanded that he have somewhere to go. To, it would have been the exact same thing that just occurred. Um, uh, AJ, of course, the Washington Redskins. He's reporting to us live from the set of a music video. So this is what's going nice. on today. Miggs is yeah. getting uh, himself milked. Uh, AJ is at a music video. Aaron was just too lazy to come in studio. That's the way that today played out. Um, we have a lot to do, as I mentioned. Uh, Miggs, let's first address this. What did we do? What do you mean? Well, what happened? For you to not stay with us, you bitch. I got a free room, man. I'm oh. broken. Oh. I don't even want to explain how broken. I don't, I don't even believe make it. a baby. You're the, and with wait science, a second. It's expensive. First of all, I've got two babies, and I ain't hosting a morning show in a top 20 market. <laughs> all right? So I don't want to hear about that. Well, your, your babies were free, I bet. Like, you didn't need to go to a scientist to try and mix up your special oh, batter. Oh, so now you're mad at me because I have amazing sperm. Oh, that's what this times. is about. Miggs is pissed off because I have incredible sperm. You're right. My <laughs> sperm is phenomenal. It's unbelievable. The <laughs> Screw you and your awesome look, sperm. This is, this is the only thing that Glenn has to brag about, so he has to do it. When the first up. time in my life I didn't pull out, I knocked her up. It's amazing. I get it. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> 
I kind of oh like blacked out there for a second. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. What are you? Oh, Migs, you're trying to have a baby. I'm oh, happy for you, pal. I'm happy for oh, you. Oh, yeah, it sounded, you sounded great. Uh, yeah. No, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> happy for you. I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, l- luckily for you, you'll be able to get milked right there at work after you have that baby. Um, so, yeah, Migs hates <laughs> like Typically, last year, our WrestleMania extravaganza, we all did together pantsless um, on Thursday night of Mania Week. Miggs said, we have to cancel that. Uh, I don't want to be anywhere near you guys. In fact, uh, he's not even... In fact, I believe he told us to lose his number before uh, we get to New Orleans this week. Which is Except a- for the tickets that we have to give to him, because he, I guess, still wants to sit with us for a couple shows. I- We're only good to him if we can get him tickets. Basically. I thought he demanded that you mail them to him so he wouldn't have to see us. You guys, I can hear everything you're saying. I know. And I don't appreciate this. I just don't understand <laughs> what we did. I don't know what... Ha- I thought we were all friends. I thought you and I were getting an apartment together. I thought there was a lot going on here, and suddenly you've just completely left us. We couldn't do the show together this week in our underpants. I don't understand any of this. What are we going to do in our underpants together this week, Migs? What are you and I going to do together in our underpants? (laughs) We can still do the underpants thing, but just understand that free trumps everything. Ah, So. This guy. I'm I'm, I'm living for free in in New Orleans for this. uh, Are you doing Media Row again? Yeah, yeah, and I heard that you're not even coming to town early. When, oh, you're doing it Friday? It's Friday morning. Yeah, no, I won't be. I won't be there until uh, Friday. Yeah, like, but did he? Like in, wait, wait a second. Did he invite you? That's the other question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he didn't invite me, but I'm me, so I'm always invited. Okay, but I think this goes back to the issue that clearly something happened here, and I don't know if it's well, just because we're not pretty enough anymore. Maybe that's what it is, Migs. You found a hotter podcast. That's fine. God bless you. We love you. But I thought I've lost a little bit of weight. Well, technically, I don't think he found a hotter bo- podcast. He just made six more himself. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> when all else fails, make my own. That's true. I thought I was doing good. Both with pregnancy and with podcasts. It always works. I thought I, I dropped. I didn't eat those, those chili dogs when AJ brought them in a couple weeks ago. I did all of this for you so that I could keep yeah. it tight for you so that I could wear those short skirts that you like. That's what I was doing for you. And what did you do? You said, go Fuck yourself. I'm staying away from you in New Orleans. Well, listen, brother. Last I heard from you guys, you guys were ready to hand over the fourth mic to Alex Riley. So why don't you have him stay with you guys in your Airbnb? In in fairness. Uh, Giving me a bunch of shit. In fairness, if he still wants to be fourth mic, he is. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) By the way, you want to get pregnant? I'll get you pregnant, Migs. I don't know if you heard, but I got great sperm. (laughs) Fine, I'll bring my wife, and I'll be like, look, I have a surprise for you. My friend with oh, no, fantastic I was, sperm. I won't get her pregnant. I was offering to get you pregnant. That was that was the bit there. I, that would just be awkward if it was her. Um, so now moving. <laughs> We've addressed this. Oh, now it's awkward. Yeah, now it's awkward. All right, so Miggs is with us. We'll make our picks. Maybe we'll see him this weekend. I don't know. Um, later on in the show, we're going to chat with Mick. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about us anymore. Later in the show, we're going to chat with, uh, you might have heard of him, <clears throat> Mick Foley. Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, I believe he's going. What's his name again? Mike? Yeah. yeah, uh, Well, his his mother was Mama Foley, if I remember correctly. And this was her baby boy, if I remember correctly. (laughs) I believe he went by some other names at different times. But perhaps you've heard of one Mick Foley, who is coming both to the DC Improv and to the MCW Arena as part of uh, his Hell in a Cell anniversary show. Uh, and the tour that he's doing this year. I'm excited to chat with Mick, so we'll do that a little bit later on. Uh, He will be Hall of Famer number 22.
two here oh, on the Oh, and for, for, for all you uh, Seattle listeners, he's going to be in town in May. I think May 6th, he's going to be at Crypticon. Hell and yeah. he's going to be doing some stand-up comedy, or he's doing his comedy show at a comedy club in Seattle in the beginning of May as well. Yep, that's the same tour that he's doing. It's, it's, it's very cool. And if you've seen Nick live before, and I have, uh, he's great. Um, his show yeah. is always excellent, and I'm looking forward to chatting hey, with him. Um, make sure that you remind them. It, you said you said we were going to talk to Nick. Oh yeah. Well, he said he wouldn't talk to Aaron, and he also said he wouldn't talk to Steve. So it's just going to be you. And yeah. I. Okay. Yeah, it's just going to be you and I. Just, just making sure. I, he was I very was clear. He was that very clear was, about that. He only wanted to talk to the people on the show that actually matter. Whoa! Whoa! Damn! Whoa! Wow! He just went right to it, didn't he? He, he did right go there. I mean, we do. All I know is two people on this show currently have interviewed two Hall of Famers in the last week. That is week. true. That is true. That did happen. By the way, what's the I, chance? I, I, I did get to interview, you know, the New Day dressed as Black Panther characters. This yeah, weekend, that was actually so. really cool when I saw that at, at Comic <laughs> uh, Awesome Con. Um, I could not have been more excited about their outfit choice. What, what are the chances, though, that Aaron listened to any of last week's show, AJ? What I you- actually did. I, I, I listened to at least the uh, first segment. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, sure, exactly what happened. It's okay. Migs probably hasn't listened to an episode in a month, but that's all right, because as always... Well, you guys- I don't you guys are still doing sh- a podcast? I wasn't even sure about that. <laughs> In fairness, as I always remind you, I don't listen to your show either, so we're good. Uh, right. Now, moving forward. God, I feel so loved being with the Job and Out guys. It's so much hey, fun. Migs, just know, <laughs> yes, just, just know I love you, buddy. Right. I love you. Hang on. We gotta well, take, I love you, too. Let's take care of a couple things. Does Migs have any bets that he has to pay off this weekend? Yeah, he has to sing the uh, REO Speedwagon All right. song. So Migs- oh, and you have to cuddle with him. Oh, that's right. You have to do the glow scene with him. Oh, I got to do the glow scene what? with Migs. Yes! Yeah, that's right. That's, yes. right. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, that bet with Kevin Kiley. Damn it. Oh, man. All right, I got to remember how that all plays out. Migs, we kind of want What? Oh, yeah, yeah. You were involved. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. Just uh, uh, do, do you have a, a real question? Did, are you bringing condoms? No, man. I'm okay. married. It's right. raw dog all, right. all the time. All right. Good. Well, married. Um, all right. Just keep that. You might want to get some before we uh, do this scene. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, all right. So, so we're going to try to pay off as many bets. Should, as- should I put it on before I even get on the plane and just I, wear if, it the whole if time? If I were you, I would. Yes. If I were right. you, I would I do could- that. We're going to try to pay just off. Just to be of- safe. Right. Oh, my God. In New Orleans? I mean, we all might want to think about wearing condoms the entire week. Dude, there's like a strip club on every corner, just like a Starbucks here in Seattle. It's ridiculous. Uh, and the weather's slightly better, however. That's the only difference yes. between the two. Um, we do need to try to pay off as many bets as possible this weekend. Uh, have we, like, Aaron, are we, are, are we guys, are we going to confirm with Jamie that we're going to be performing at the uh, at Mania Crawl on Sunday? Are we good uh, with I that? Think, I think the second bar is equipped for that. Right. I will <laughs> double check. By the way, did, did you see who's doing the costume contest at I Mania Crawl did, or I hosting did, it? I did see that. Yeah. That is pretty great. If you had One buff Bagwell. Who uh, reportedly is the stuff. I have heard, heard that. that. I have heard that somewhere along the line. You know what's funny is that I'm, all, I'm also going to use that time when I have to sing to film for a music video that I'm doing for a song that I'm doing on the Degeneration X intros track. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, so Aaron, you're good on performing there, but you've got bets. We've all got pay, bets to pay off this weekend. Yeah. 
I yeah, need, we all got I need you to some send... of us some of us less than others. I've got like fifty. So we I'm... both get to hit we both get to hit AJ with chairs in New Orleans. That is exciting. That I'm excited about that. I need like a list. I need to be emailed a I'll, list. I'll 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 make up a I'll make because up a list I need to know what kind of props I need. I've already packed for the weekend. By the way, because uh, we're all traveling at various times, we had to tape on Tuesday, which could affect our picks. We'll get back to that later. Um, we haven't even watched SmackDown this week, although I'm sure it was delightful. Um, that being said, I need to know best SmackDown ever. Oh my God! Could you? I honest to God, I could not believe when they actually brought the Macho Man Randy Savage back from the dead. I thought it was incredible. I don't know why they would use that at SmackDown instead of saving it for Mania, but you know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. expected it in ratings. You got to get those ratings back up. They're trying to sell to Fox, so I thought it was a big moment. Um, I, I just need a list of things that need to be paid off and what I can get. Yep. I'm, I'm probably going to buy a bunch of props when I get there. Like, I'm not going to bring a tiara with me. I'm just going to buy like a $3 tiara somewhere down there. Um, but we got to figure all that out. So that's that's happening this weekend. Don't Sounds forget, good. Uh, you can join us at Mania Crawl. We'll be there on Sunday, maniacrawl.com. Find out more. Make a donation. We'll have some Bret Hart sunglasses to give away. So join us. It, people have asked me, hey, can we do like a jotting out event? Yeah, it's Mania Crawl. That's what we're doing. That's where well, we'll be. And at, at the end of the show, we'll run down like all the shows we're going to this weekend. So uh, by the way, I'm probably going to cancel all around New Orleans. I'm, I'm probably going to cancel most of them. I just remembered. I I can't believe you duped me into any more wrestling than I have. We're in New Orleans for fuck's sake. Um, Migs, I also need you to promise to again be my hydration partner, and it's more important this time around because I don't. I've been like barely eating and drinking for the last two months, so I'm okay. probably going to die. I need you to look after me, okay? I'll I'll feed you water and give you weed. That's what my, I do. God, my oh. favorite my favorite thing that Glim was on Twitter and Glenn said, "I will not get arrested in, in New Orleans. Yeah. I will not get arrested in New Orleans. I will I, not well, get arrested." I was doing the, the, have you, did you see the Dexter Fowler bit? Like Dexter Fowler did the bit where he went on Twitter and he said, "I will get a hit. I will get a hit. I will get a hit. I will get a hit." And then he finally got his first hit of the season. So I was trying to to, to speak it into uh, the relevance <laughs> the way that Dexter AJ Fowler our our record isn't very good at preventing our friends from getting arrested. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I also, Migs, since I'm probably not going to drink quite as much as I usually would. I don't have a good record of the cops assuming that I didn't have anything to do with it. So (laughs) that usually happens with me. Well, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. You're a black man. Why would that be the case? (laughs) That's so weird. Uh, Migs, I'm not drinking as much as I usually do. So um, if I, I, I'll PayPal you. Can you uh, bring me some things from from Seattle for, for me? I, I just I, I need a little bit more of a pick me up this weekend if I don't drink. I just want to, you know what? I just want to. I need a little more more weed for Glenn. Okay, I, that's what I need. <laughs> I need a little bit more weed for your boy this weekend because I'm gonna when I'm not drinking, I'm just gonna get high as shit this weekend. So that's my plan. <laughs> that's my plan. Well, that that might impact your sperm count if you're gonna make me pregnant. I don't know if I, I don't give you that weed for for what it's worth. I don't want to get pregnant anymore. I've done it. I've been there. It ain't great. I mean, it's great to have a kid. I'm not trying to knock it because I know you're trying to get pregnant. Boy, I just sound like an asshole. Can we move on to the picks? Sound like one. <laughs> Jesus, that was terrible. I feel really awful for that. I'm so sorry. Um, I mean, that's most of your sentences. <laughs> it's, you know what? That's a great point. All right. Um, so picks for this weekend. We've got a lot to get through. It's going to have to take mm-hmm. two segments. It's what it is. Um, as we mentioned, if something gets announced or finalized on SmackDown, we'll have to deal with that later. In fact, we just probably won't deal with it because we're picking enough matches that we don't need to deal with anymore. Um, that being said, we'll pick John Cena Undertaker, assuming that it's actually yep. happening. Yep. Um, the other thing is we need to have a bet. And so uh, this was who, – who recommended this, Aaron? I think this was uh, Javi Garza who uh, recommended uh, this. Javi. Love Javi. Love Javi. Love, Javi. Javi. Love, Javi. 
a lot of guys that, uh, that that check in from out of town that we don't get to see throughout the course of the year. Javi will be one of them that we'll see this weekend. But he recommended that we uh, recreate the loser of this week's pick, picks. Of course, losers, if there's a tie, would uh, recreate the infamous uh, uh, bourgeois photo that, um, that uh, Costanza, George Costanza, took in uh, Seinfeld. And I think everybody knows what we're referring to. He's, uh, he's like on the couch. He's kind of got his butt up. It's, uh, he's only wearing his underpants. Are we all good with this one? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Loser has to recreate the Costanza photo from. Although Sunday. I do believe if you, any of you guys lose, that we won't get it for like six months. But yeah. <laughs> but this one is a little bit easier than some of the ones that we, we come up oh, with. Oh, is it easier than ordering a pizza and rubbing it on yeah, your That is actually a great point. <laughs> that, is, uh, that one, Aaron, come on, man. Like, yeah. seriously. I got it. Is there a bathtub in this Airbnb that we're staying in? I don't know. There's stuff. There's better, at least a shower. I don't better, know. There's, I might do that. Be, yeah. Well, we'll I'll get it done, here's, here's, I'm I'll get done by the now. next episode. I'm getting it here's, done. No, no, no. Everything's no, getting no, done no, in no, New Orleans. No, no, uh-uh. I'm uh-uh. telling you this now. I'm telling you this now, Aaron. Yes, if it hasn't yes. already been done by WrestleMania ending, yes. I promise you at some point Monday, I'm going to attack you with a pizza. Nice. Actually, yeah. I would say That's if it fair. hasn't happened by WrestleMania ending, then after Mania, we're taking him back to the Airbnb and throwing him in the tub and bathing him with pizza, I think is that's fair. I think that's that's point. fair. All right, uh, let's do in this segment. We'll hit up uh, NXT. That'll be the plan, and then we'll break and we'll come back in and we'll do Mania in segment number two. Aaron, let's go. All right, NXT Takeover. Let's start with the ladder match for the new North American title: EC3, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, Killian Dane, and Lars. Uh, Steve Miggs, you only you're in the regular rotation, but you go first. Yeah. First one. All right. I'm gonna go with EC3. Great pick. Um, it's wrong. The correct <laughs> pick is the Velveteen Dream. Um, you know this is a really funny one because I think they're both uh, tremendous selections, and I, I mean, can even make an argument for Lars too, just because they've been trying to put him over for a little while. Um. Ultimately, I think this belt was created for EC3. I don't think he's long for NXT. I think you give him this. I and he- that's why I don't think that it was created for him. I think you create a belt like that to use a heel to build up a baby fa- a bunch of different baby faces. And that person in NXT currently is one Velveteen of Dreams. Okay, but do you think that he's a better heel than EC3? Yes. Okay. I think he's the best heel I, in the Well, I've told in, you before, I just don't think he, I don't think he can stay a heel. I think he's too good. I mean I just I, I that's my concern with the Well so is EC three. I mean EC three is gonna get cheered as well. You're there is something to be said for that, but his character is so good that I think he's a Kevin Owens esque heel. I think his character is so good that you can keep him a heel. Whereas Velveteen Dream's character is actually kinda likable in um in a bit of a way. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going E C three as well. Aaron? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with you. I think that you could really say any of these guys would win. Cole would make all the sense in the world, depending on what happens uh, later on in the night. And Ricochet, you know, is Ricochet. It'd be awesome to have him do crazy stuff all the time. But I think EC3 wins it. I think you see Dream and Ricochet go off into a feud on their own without the title and then come back into the North American title picture. So I'm picking EC3 as well. All right, next one. All right, I um, if you have not watched NXT yet... Skip ahead a little bit because we're going to be dealing a little bit in spoilers here for the tag okay. team. Okay, well, match. I'll tap out then. Oh, wait, no, you need me? Yeah, uh, we, we kind of do need you. It's Tuesday. So, we haven't watched NXT yet. Yeah, so here's what happens this week. 
the uh, the Dusty uh, Rhodes Invitational ends in DQ for the final. So we have a triple threat match with the Undisputed Era, represented by O'Reilly and Adam Cole, filling in for Bobby Fish since he's injured. We have the Authors of Pain, and we have Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne as a, a triple threat match for the tag team titles. Kind of weird. Uh, okay, AJ? Uh, I mean, Undisputed Era is going to win the match. And... Uh, I think that this will be the last time that we see the Authors of Pain in NXT. Uh, I'm in agreement on that part. I, I'm struggling. You know, like, there's so much patchwork here. You know, the funny thing is, like, the only real tag team that you have here is the Authors of Pain, and we're all in agreement that they can't win because they're going to the main roster next week. So, you know, that's it's a little bit tricky. Um, I love Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. I'd have no problem. I get that it's it's weird, it's kind of wonky, but, like, What's the problem? It works. Yeah, it definitely works. Um, I certainly get the idea of keeping it on the Undisputed Era because you don't want to change. That was probably the plan all along, and so why would you want to change that? But, you know, it's a little bit weird with Adam Cole having two matches in one night, too. I I guess you could create a storyline where Adam Cole, they win it, and it, it, it beats him down, and that's why he can't win later in the night. I don't know. It's, it's all so goofy. I'm going to, for the hell of it, go Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, because wouldn't that be fun? Let me just, let me just make that happen in, in, in my mind, and this will probably be why I'm, uh, I'm posing in my underpants next week. Yeah, I'm with you in that uh, I think Strong and Dunne would be great tag champs. I think that would make a, a cool dynamic, and I think Strong deserves a title it, it run unless he's going straight up to the roster right yeah. after Mania, which is very possible. Strong really does deserve something big this weekend, so that would be very cool. But uh, I, I think that they want to keep it on, you know, they want to keep it on Undisputed Era until Fish comes back. I'd be interested. The other thing that would be interesting for Strong to do would be if he uh, joined the Undisputed Era. I think that would be fun if uh, Fish is out for an extended period of time. So yeah, I'm ge- I have the Undisputed Era winning it. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do without Fish. So what is he like? I read that he's going to be out for about six months which makes things kind of interesting. But uh, I, I don't see Undisputed Era losing at uh, TakeOver, so I'm going to go with them. All right, very good. Next. Women's title is on the line as Ember Moon defends against Shayna Baszler. And again, you have this question of what do we think is happening with Ember Moon? Do we think she's going up next week as well? It would make a whole lot of sense. It would seem like this would be the moment. Shayna Baszler, I mean, how do you have her lose again after what you did last week? I just don't see anything else you can do. Baszler wins. Yeah, I mean, if she's going to be this dominant figure, she has to win. You know, she can't just keep losing, even though that is a lot of DQ and a lot of, you know, screwy finishes. At some point, you just got to win, and, and this is the time for her. I agree with both of you guys. Isaac Shannon Baszler's walking out as a champ. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just can't see... I, I thought that there was no way that Oscar was going to have beat Ember Moon the second time they faced. Um, I get that same vibe right now. I just don't know what the plan is. I just, I'm going to go Shayna, but I really don't. I think I'm going to get, I think we're all going to be wrong on this. I do think Ember's going to win, but I'm going to pick Shayna. Have some balls then. What the hell? Well, I have balls. I'm the only one that pays bets, so I'm hedging mine. Oh, for F's sake. Fine, <laughs> fine. Next. NXT title on the line as Andrade Almas defends against Alistair Black. Yeah, oh, it's, it's on me. me. No, it's on me. Um, I've been saying it for, I 
feel like the past six months, I thought that the whole NXT title picture was leading towards Aleister Black winning the title at this event, and I believe that here. I mean, like, we have to ask Steve Miggs who he's picking. He's going to have to remove Aleister Black's penis from his mouth in order to answer this. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you answered it for me, so I'm good. <laughs> now yeah, let me my... put his penis back in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's my pick too. I I think that this is like Aaron said, all built around Alistair Black becoming the guy. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I look, I am not as quite as enamored by Alistair Black as Miggs is. I'm not. I'm not enamored by Alistair Black at all. He puts on great matches, but his character literally just yeah, that's the thing, man. Up. But like, you're all about great matches. That's what you want, that is, AJ. That's true. You're right, that and he puts on thing. great matches. But I mean, his best match involved who? Uh, the Velveteen Dream. I do remember okay, that. Yeah, say his name so. right. Um, Say his name. I think it. Look, I just. I guess at this point, I. I don't. Andrade has been done. He's done a fine job as a champion. I don't know how much more juice there is to squeeze out of Andrade as champion. And I think that we've all kind of worked on the assumption that they want another Latin star on the main roster. So this is a good way to get him there. Um, so I'm going to agree with everybody in Aleister Black. I just. I still. I don't know, man. I, I he's got a cool entrance. He's got that, and like he's got rock music, and he has good matches. I I, I don't know why I don't love and uh, Alistair Black the way that Miggs does. I just I've never felt that with Alistair Black that like he was the guy you had to slingshot into the title picture. Yeah, I, I'm I was so convinced after the last takeover that Alistair Black was going to be in the would be in like the north like i didn't know the north american title would be a thing but, 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 but he would switch be in that where, uh, switch where cole is and exactly. i definitely switch, thought yeah. adam cole was the guy he was the guy that i thought you pointed towards he has to be at the top of your card he has to be the guy that people are tuning into your show to see and i still sort of feel like he should be but um I, yeah I'm, I, I'm i think i'm we're all in agreement alistair black all right so we have the uh, unsanctioned match between johnny gargano and tomaso champa I mean, oh, this is actually Migs. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm I'm going with Champ on this. One. I think that's going to be the match of the whole weekend. Uh, and, and I'm picking Gar. I'm not Champ. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm picking Gargano to win this. Oh man, it's like it's like it's written for Johnny Gargano to win, and that's why I'm picking Tommaso Ciampa. Um, the truth is, do we really think that? Either of these guys is going to be on NXT that much longer? Like no. So does it matter if Johnny Gargano was back on NXT at all? Like I, I, I don't know, man. Like I'm with Migs. I think it's going to be the best match of the weekend. And I guess the argument against Ciampa would be that he's come out on top in everything so far. So doesn't mm-hmm. Gargano need to have a moment? Um, the flip side argument would be if you're having Aleister Black, a top, you know, what we think is supposed to be a top face win the title, and we're all in agreement on that, then do you need to have another moment with a face at the end of the show? I'm going to line with AJ this time. I think it's Tommaso Ciampa who comes out on top in this one, and I think that the show ends with the thank you Johnny chants, um, sort of similar to Shinsuke Nakamura from a year ago. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think that Ciampa can get a lot more out of this if he does have a, a run in NXT to get this huge win to, you know, be the heel of heels that we really need on NXT, I feel like. You know, so many of the heels are so likable. To have a guy that we just want to walk up and punch in the face is a good thing. And Tommaso Ciampa can be that guy, as much as I'd be afraid to punch him in the face. Uh, the other- uh, Tommaso 
I know about you. the same size. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the other thing I struggle with, though, when I say all this, because you know, I, I just picked Tommaso Ciampa, is that we talked about this last month, man. Johnny Gargano feels like he should have won something as a singles performer of note, right? You know what I mean? And like, and so I mix to your to your argument. If you're trying to launch Gargano as some sort of star, particularly if 205 Live is what you have in mind, if 205, yeah. if 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 the point of this is you want people to watch 205 Live starting next week when they move back to 10 o'clock because Johnny Gargano is going to be on 205 Live moving forward, it would probably help if you had him come out on top in all of this. So yeah, but you also got to take into account that like, dude. Um, Johnny Gargano is kind of like the white meat baby face, like male version of uh, of Bailey when he she was in NXT. Right, like to he's the, so beloved that to it the point matter. that like her him losing, he's he's like the lovable loser. Oh, no, like, you might very him, well be right. lo- him losing is like what makes people want him to win. So like everybody complains about. I, I agree. Bailey, how Bailey was done in the main roster, right. and this could be their way of getting ready for that with Johnny Gargano. I agree. It's just if you're making him the focal point of a show, if he's going to be, hey, tune in to, to 205 Live next week because of Johnny Gargano, it, it would probably help for him to be coming off a big win, right? Like, that's, that's sort of all I'm saying there. Now, I, there could be another way to go about doing that, but we'll discuss that shortly. In fact, we'll discuss it when we come back in. Um, in our next segment, all of the Mania picks. It's a seven-hour show. Jesus Christ, if you need me, I will probably be sleeping in whatever section it is that we're sitting in because there's no chance that I'm going to be able to drink and then get through seven hours. It just won't happen. Right. It's not going to be a thing. Uh, but we'll come back in. We'll make all of our Mania picks next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Steve Miggs. And he's... The main event. J.J. Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings weekdays from 11 to 2 and take advantage of their new 15-minute lunch guarantee or your lunch is free. That's right, free. And with a 15-minute lunch guarantee, that means less time waiting and more time eating delicious B-dubs before you got to get back to the office. Buffalo Wild Wings, White Marsh, Owings Mills, and Westminster Wings Beer Sports available for dining orders at participating locations for a limited time. See restaurant for details. Okay, I'm going to admit this. I've is this never... an ad? No, no, no. This is the actual way the song starts. So back, by the way, this is segment number two of Jobbing Out. We're, just, we're not editing this. We're just going to roll with it. Um, thank God they didn't use the beginning of the song. I was going to say. In the promo. I get what they're going for. Holy but... hell. This is. Did you also know, how long do you think this song is, by the way? Minutes and seconds. Anybody want to guess? 427. Okay. Migs? Uh, two minutes and 69 seconds. Uh, I was going to say 669. Try 636. <laughs> Six minutes and 36 seconds. Name one Kid Rock fan that has the attention span to last for six minutes and 36 seconds of Kid Rock doing some Zydeco thing in the beginning of his song. Oh, my God. I'll get back to Kid Rock later. I'm trying to fast forward to the part where it becomes the song. It's like two minutes into it. Here we go. It took me two minutes to find the actual part of the song or something. Can we talk about how until you just said it was Kid Rock, I didn't know this was Kid Rock? Did you really not know this was Kid Rock? I didn't either. Oh, my God. Well, from that section, I might not have known it. Fair. Then when it gets to the screamy part later. All right. All right. Back in your segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Steve Miggs, and of course... 
the main event. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. Well, it is time. We are upon it. WrestleMania in New Orleans this Sunday night. We will all be there. We will all be uh, uh, pissed drunk. I will probably have peed myself three times by this point in the day. And so we need to make some picks. Um, again, if you missed it in the first segment, hey, this is a podcast. I always forget that this is a podcast. And so if you're listening now, you listen to the first segment. So you know what's going on. F it. Don't forget Mick Foley later. Aaron, get to the matches. All right. We, uh, we know what matches are on the pre-show. There are three matches on the pre-show, first of which, and since we ended with Gargano Trump, we'll start with the cruiserweight title as Cedric Alexander faces Mustafa Ali. AJ, you lead us off here. I picked the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, where? no, I'm just, I, I mean, I, I actually do pick the black well, guy. Yeah, but, I, I hear you. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I like Mustafa Ali. He does great work. But, like, if you're going to, if the whole point is to have a cruiserweight champion that people actually, like, Mustafa Ali's great. But, like, in no realm is Mustafa Ali more liked than Cedric Alexander by anyone except, I guess, someone with the last name Ali. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I'm not going to argue with any of this. I, the, the one argument you can make is if you had worked on Mustafa Ali as being a top heel, but you haven't even done that. I mean, unless I've missed something. And in fairness, I've missed a few episodes of 205 Live. So it's totally possible I did. Um, but, I mean, like you had him tagging together last week. Like, I just, I see no world in which Mustafa Ali makes sense as your champion. Cedric Alexander does, and so Cedric Alexander's the pick. I agree with you guys. My, my one question is, why is Mustafa Ali in this match? If he's like, you would think Drew Gulak, you would have thought Mark Andrews, you would have thought, well, you know, well, maybe honestly, Ro- you put Roderick Strong in the bottom half and then you have Roderick Strong. It's very weird that Ali is in this match. Mm-hmm. Not that he's not good because he's very, very good. It just, it seemed like this was lining up for Cedric versus, you know, maybe Drew Gulak. So Ali being in this match makes me kind of raise my eyebrow that maybe they saw something in him and they really like it. But I'm going with Cedric Alexander. I here. mean, I... I, I I thought this was going to be the match strictly because for the past year that they've been doing the cruiserweight thing, like the two guys that have gotten the most push without ever actually winning the belt are Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. Um, you know, if you want to make an argument for Gulak while the Enzo thing was happening, you could, but I hear you. I mean, I, I, I hear you. You're right. This seemed to be the two guys that were most worthy of having a moment and so they get their moment and I, and I think that that's a viable argument for why it's happening so are you going with Cedric Aaron yes I'm going with Cedric all right and Miggs uh man I'm looking forward to this I, the match that on um, Mustafa Ali I think it was him and Buddy Murphy was one of the better matches yep. I've seen all year that was yep. just an incredible match I kind of wish it was Buddy Murphy in this I think that would have been a better matchup because I mean I don't know I just Mustafa Ali hasn't done anything for me until that match and I think the two of them were just magic in the ring together but I, I I got to imagine that all be- they got to be putting all their their all their money in the in the, in the world of Cedric Alexander. The guy's just great, uh, and so I think he's going to walk out as a champ. Right. And he's got the best. I mean, he it's arguable he has definitely the best cruiserweight finisher, but he, it's arguable he has the best finisher period in WWE. Um, it's a cool finisher. It's really good. You're right about that. It's really effing good. I'm not going to debate it at all. Next, all right. Next, we have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh, the big one. This is the one that we wait all weekend for. This is the big <laughs> one. Um, I, look, I've, I actually just changed my mind about this, uh, literally, at the end of the last segment, and I teased it. I'm going to pick Johnny Gargano to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I, Based on my Tommaso Ciampa pick, you want to get heat back for Johnny Gargano quickly if you're going to make him the focal point of 205 Live moving forward or the reason why people need to tune into 205 Live, which, as I mentioned, is moving back time slots giving him something. 
And as AJ, you and I have discussed in the past, I, I the, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal is, is is what it is. It's fine. And for the guys, you know, like I, I get it that for for our buddy Mojo, it probably meant a great deal last year for him to have a big WrestleMania moment. It hasn't meant dick for his career, unfortunately, but it probably meant a great deal for him in that moment. Where this can work is if you use it to elevate someone. And boy, how much would it elevate Johnny Gargano in his debut on the main roster to win a match at WrestleMania, even on the pre-show? So I have just changed my mind about what my original pick was going to be in the last five minutes, and Johnny Gargano will be my pick to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's not bad. Oh. It's not a bad pick. It would be great, and it would definitely create a pop. Um, it would. I don't know if it would be meaningful or not. I don't know if I wish that on Gargano since nothing happens with the uh, Andre it's, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. It's better than anything else he can do on Sunday. I know that much. That that This is true. Um, it, it's probably going to be somebody random. It's probably going to be like Apollo or Titus or something random because that's what it happens. Um, I'm going to say I, I think it might be time for a return. Uh, I'm going to say Big Cass wins it. I feel like that feels like a correct spot for him. If he's going to be around. So I'm, I'm just kind of going with something random here. I'm going with Big Cass. All right. Uh, I, was, good pick. I, I was originally leaning towards Ziggler, but I, you know, I'm going to also go random. I think it's going to be Goldust. I think there's going to give Goldust a wrestling. I was thinking moment. that as well. That would be a really cool thing. I'd like to see yeah. that. I can't imagine uh, he's going to be doing much more longer, but that would be a great moment for him. It's funny you because you said that because my pick is Dolph Ziggler. I think that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, it's 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 used as an opportunity to let a young guy like um, Baron Corbin or Mojo try to make mm-hmm. a name for themselves, and what they do with it after that is on them as well as creative and all that, um, and their opportunities. But what I think the I, I think that remember the first year it was Big Show. Big Show didn't need it. Big Show didn't matter. It was just a cherry on top of a really nice career, letting him get a chance to. You know, have another moment at WrestleMania. And Come on, man. Cesaro was number one. We were there. You got to remember these things. Oh, mm. oh no, yeah. You know right. what that uh, smells right. like I'm to me. Number two. You know what that smells nope. like. Big Show Big Show is number two. I'm sorry. But I, I'm like... going to go with um, – I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler, yeah. All right. Uh, and Makes by, sense. And, and by the way, the Ziggler thing – And by be... the way, uh, it's done wonders for Cesaro's career, so you take that back. Uh, Cesaro's been fine. Yeah, I don't know how much the five, I don't know. If, I don't know if anything was because later, of yeah, Curry. Right? But yeah, five five years later, he's hotter than he's ever been. Well, it's true. Because, it, it's because so, he won. It's clearly it. the best right. battle royal. Right? Exactly yeah. the reason. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> Next and um, the other pre-show match will be the uh, women's battle royal. Uh-huh. Um. I I mean, obviously Sasha Bailey is the storyline going into this, but I think it's going to be a situation where. They kind of they they end up fighting and cost each other the match and they continue on. So I'm going with uh, Becky Lynch. She hasn't really you know she's been pushed a little bit out of the spotlight. She deserves a moment like this. So I'm going with Becky. I'm, I was about to say the same thing. I'm 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 going with Becky as well. Yeah, you're annoying, Aaron, because that's exactly what I was going to say. So just to be <laughs> ju- just to be different, I'm gonna ah. Uh... I think this is. I think they all built to this moment. This is the moment when Sasha turns heel. I think it. It. it it's bit. They built to this moment. It looks like Sasha's like a full baby face. Blah blah blah. And I think she takes the opportunity to have a quote unquote WrestleMania moment as an opportunity to turn on ba- uh, Bailey. And that's how she wins. I'm picking Sasha Banks. I don't think they'll do that on the pre-show to WrestleMania. I. I get it. I just don't think that I think they'll try to hold that off for another pay-per-view. 
Um, my pick is Ruby Riot. I think we say that we say that, but mm-hmm. my guy, the the pre, the pre-show at WrestleMania. Right, it's I get it. It's a little bit different, and they're putting it on the network. They're putting it on USA Network too, or they're putting an hour of it on the USA Network. So it's totally possible this will be there. I, I hear you. Um, I just I don't think this is. I think that turn. I don't know. I think it's bigger than. I think that's a bigger moment, and I don't know that this is the spot to do it. Although this is, I think you need to have a one-on-one match, so you got to get to that somehow, and so maybe this is the way you go about doing it. You might be right. My pick is still going to be Ruby Riot. I think she's the one that deserve that that benefits the most right now. You've been trying to get her over since she arrived. I think she benefits. Whereas, with all due respect to Becky Lynch, it her winning the women's battle royal just sort of feels like everything else that Becky Lynch has done. It doesn't really matter. Um, for Ruby Riot, this would mean something. So Ruby he Riot's says about pick. the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion again. Uh, t- uh, wait for Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay, that's the one thing. That's the one thing she's done that's felt like it's mattered. Name something other than that. Uh, triple Threat at uh, WrestleMania for the women's title. Okay, she was name- there. She was there. You're right. She was there. Um, I- she's been in big matches. I just don't. I don't think that Becky stands to benefit a ton from winning the women's battle royal and a vagina trophy. I just don't think that that's the, the big moment for Becky Lynch. I think it's a bigger moment for someone like Ruby Riot, and that's why I'm going with her. All right. I can't believe you didn't pick Alicia Fox. What's wrong with you? Is she good to go? Is she good to go? I thought she was still. I, hurt. I mean, they need bodies to fill this battle. Yeah, but I, I thought she Alicia Fox was still. I thought she was still hurt. I don't like. I didn't think she could be in the match. Yeah. I assure I you, if Alicia Fox is in this match, boys, <laughs> we know who should be winning. In fact, I would argue she should win win the Andre the Giant battle royal as well. <laughs> next, <laughs> next we have uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defending the Rock Tag Team titles against Braun and. Okay, so it's a it's a Elias. Two, it's two it's picks. Clearly, Elias. It's two picks. You make your pick for who's going to be the partner, and you make your pick for who's going to win. All right. Is it on me? Uh, I believe no, it's, it's on Migs. Migs, yeah. Oh. Jeez. Uh, um, Before we get uh, to this, can we talk about how great it was that Braun's twin brother's name oh was Oh, my Brains? God. It was perfect. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was getting ready to really roll my eyes at the segment, and then he said brains, and I was all in. I gotta be the, I'm going to be the one to say it. I'm going to be super pissed when it's not Braun and Brain Strowman. Like, I'm going to be really pissed when he doesn't keep the bit going and actually have another in- entrance and Brains gets introduced, too. Like, I'm going to be really bummed about it. If they do it, if, if he goes, Brains! Oh, my God. It'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the, that Braun Strowman is going to be the tag team champion, and, and I'm going to go with the simplest route because more often than not, what we assume is going to happen does, and it's going to be Elias. Yeah, I'm going to pick Elias as well. I think it was just... The way they set it up, it was like they did Braun Strowman with the tag team title, blah, blah, blah. Then the next segment after that was Elias, his little segment before he dominated Heath Slayer. And then you cut to the back and it's Braun immediately uh, throwing um, people through walls and shit. Like, uh, like I don't think that Kurt Hawkins did anything to deserve that, but uh, he threw him through two sides of a wall. It was immediately after Elias's segment. I just think it just makes too much sense. I, I'm going Elias, but I think the bar retains. Um, okay, I obviously all of the scuttlebutt online right now is about Elias doing a segment with The Rock on Sunday. Yes. Um, I, look, as an Elias mark, I I one want to say I think that's amazing. 
but two, it's not really what I want for Elias. And I want this so much more because you guys know how I feel about Elias and Braun. That being said, I'm preparing myself for the disappointment of it. Elias will not be Braun Strowman's partner. Instead, we're all going to sort of give a collective groan when it's the big show that's announced as Braun Strowman's Ugh. partner for Sunday night. <laughs> and yet, Braun Strowman and the big show are going to win the tag titles and then lose them either on Monday or Tuesday. That's my choice. Yeah, I was thinking big show, but I feel like if it was big show, you you reveal it on Raw. You don't risk that collective groan. Like you're doing you're making this a surprise because whatever the surprise is, whether it's whoever it is, it, it's going to get a pop. Which leads me to believe that maybe the Rey Mysterio rumors are true. I don't buy it because he was still in a sling at a Strong Style Evolved. I don't buy Rey Mysterio. Um I'm going to go with kind of a fun one here. I'm going to say the bar wins because Braun Strowman's partner is James Ellsworth. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I mean, no I, way. I love me some James Ellsworth. Now, again, I don't know why he would choose James Ellsworth as his partner, but, you know. It would be Braun being like, oh, I, I can win with anybody. anybody. Right. It's the worst person you. ever. All right. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, I mean, then it would get that little pop if it's not going to be Elias, which I, I do believe the if it's not The Rock, he's going to get involved with some sort of legend at New Orleans. So but that, why that would can't be he do, But my thing is, always, why can't he do both? Right. I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's just that because you said if they had entered, if they had announced Elias this week as Braun's partner, then you could do it very simply by having the interaction happen at the beginning of the match when Elias is introduced. Right. Like that would be the, the easiest way to go about doing it. Without doing that, um, I just don't know that there's an easy way to do both things. I don't know. I mean, I, there, maybe there is that I'm not thinking of, but I don't know that there is an easy way. To do. The only other thing that I'm, I just that just struck me is what do we know about Samoa Joe's health and how pissed am I going to be when I could have easily picked mm-hmm. Samoa Joe here yeah. and Samoa Joe is the easy answer for who is Braun's partner. And I'm really – And I that am, would get the pop that you are looking for. God, yeah. I am super pissed at myself. It, am I allowed to change my pick or no? Yeah, you are. Okay, yeah, Samoa sure. Joe is my pick. Give me Samoa Joe as Braun Strowman's partner on Sunday night. Okay. All right. And, uh, wins. and well, I, Braun winning. Yes, Braun. That, the yes, Braun team is Braun my Braun pick. Winning. Yes, the Braun team. All right, we got the uh, SmackDown tag titles: Usos, New Day, Bludgeon Bros. This is hard. Why am I first? Um, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, it should be the Bludgeon Brothers, right? Like, it should be. Like, that's who it should be. Built based on the build and how dominant they've been since they debuted as the Bludgeon Brothers. Like and them winning that match is going to get them so many boos. Like Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm gonna just pick the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, I I've been trying to talk myself out of that all week. Yeah, um, me too. I I wanna pick New Day so bad. Yeah, I mean like New Day it'd be a great moment. You know, the Usos would really make a statement about them as a dominant tag team, but I think right now yes, the, it would. it's the difficulty that I'm having is how do you not have the Bludgeon Brothers win? Like, I guess because it's a triple threat match, there could be some chicanery involved. You could do some... I just think right now, the way that you've built them to put them in this match, I don't see a way that you don't have them win, so I am going with the Bludgeon Brothers as well. Um, I think you can get away with not having the Bludgeon Brothers because of what you said, the triple threat match. You can kind of... They wreck stuff, but don't end up uh, involved in the fall. And I just think that, you know, to to cap it off, the, the New Day have done everything 
but they haven't done anything in ring at Mania. Like they, they even said at the panel how much they hated their match two years ago. They liked the entrance. They liked the stuff with the legends, but they absolutely hated their match. Uh, and that they do want to put on a good show, and they want to do something in ring at Mania. I'm going with the New Day. I'm also going with the New Day. I think that this is going to be their big WrestleMania moment. All right, all right, very good. Next, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I mean, I I don't know how we've gotten here. It's the most bizarre thing in the history of ever. But yes, Nia Jax has to win on Sunday. Yes, if she if it doesn't win, this whole Everything's been dumb. Well, I mean, yes. everything has been dumb, but everything has been dumb. Somehow been it dumber. gets this dumber. Is one of, this is one of those moments where WWE, you know, they go with the nuclear heat on the heel and then, you know, gets everybody all riled up. And then they forget the fact that the, then the heel needs the comeuppance there. So it, it actually I very easily could go the other way, oh, it, but it should be. Nia. How, how could you assume it's been this dumb with Nia Jax since the moment she arrived? How can you assume that this is the moment they figure it out? But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Go ahead. Mix. Uh, yeah, I think we we're going to see uh Two new uh, women's champions at uh, WrestleMania. So that this will be the first, of course. So Nia Jax. Um, yeah, and because of what you just said, Glenn, that exact reason is why I'm... and what Alexa uh, Bliss. What Mig said, too, is why I'm picking yeah, Alexa Bliss. I hear you, man. Because not every title can't change hands. Oh, I, I mean, know, it just I know, can't. I know. And, I mean, if we're looking at all the champions, like, of people who, in this past year, who deserves to defend their title at WrestleMania... There's only a, there's a bunch of them do, but the only ones that I'm like, yo, they should really like. Alexa Bliss has done so much great work over the past year, more than a year, almost two years now. She deserves this. I think Alexa Bliss defends. I think it's in a wonky way. I think Mickey James being there helps her cheat, and that's how she does it. Blah blah blah. And she very well might might lose it the next night in a rematch on Raw. Right. But uh, I think Alexa Bliss wins. All right. I mean, for God's sakes, Jesus! Christ. Plus, plus, <sighs> I don't believe in Nia Jax to win anything. I picked her, bro. I mean, I, look, I, you, I can't, you can't argue with that at all. <laughs> there, there's no way to argue with that. All right, next one. Next, uh, we'll go over to SmackDown. Asuka versus Charlotte. I'm first. Um, Asuka's going to win here. I, I don't think you, you, you know. I, I, I know you can not have her win. I think the question is simply about Carmella afterwards. Yes, that's the question, but. Uh, do, do we want to include that? I include. I would include that as a pick. Does Carmella cash in immediately afterwards? If you're picking, do we have to say? Do we have to say successfully or not? My pick is Oscar walks out with the belt. You're okay. All right. Oscar uh, walks out with the belt, but and I can very easily see Carmella would, so trying let's to make cash this, in let's and make this solidify a, it. Let's with, make this a bonus pick. Uh, we'll make it a bonus. It's just a, for an extra point. Um, there's no getting it wrong. But do we see Carmella cash in, and then you have to pick successfully or unsuccessfully? Okay, fine. So, if, if we're doing that, I'm going Oscar wins. Carmella cashes in. Yeah. Carmella cashes in, but Oscar beats her. Okay. All right. That's ditto, man. Yeah. I, 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 Oscar is going to continue undefeated streak, and if yeah, if she's if, if Carmella's cashing in, and she's not going to beat Oscar. Uh, there's no way. I'm picking Oscar to win the match, and I'm picking Carmella to walk out as champion because. Oh. I think if you want to – who is the nuclear heel the, in the women's division the, on SmackDown? the greatest moment ever if this happens. It's the, yeah. it's, it's the most unbelievable moment ever. Um, There's the, the best heel on SmackDown in the women's division currently is Natalia. Um, yeah. And there's, no, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. She's a great worker. But nobody – if Natalia was in the, the SmackDown women's title match at WrestleMania – 
do you think people would really care about the SmackDown Women's Title match at WrestleMania? Let's just be honest. I, I hear you. Um, by the way, I've so been, I've, I, this is the perfect opportunity to create uh, oh, a, super a nuclear heel. I, dude, I have been talking about this for weeks. I think it would be the great, I think it'd be the greatest moment ever. Um, I don't think they have the guts to do it. Um, I do think Oscar wins. I you think, don't think that they have the guts to do it after the main event's going to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I don't think they have the guts to do it. I think that she will tease a cash in, but she will not actually cash in. And I actually believe she will cash in on Nia Jax on Monday night. And she will become the Raw Women's Champion. That would be fun. I think that's the way it's going to play out. Because that way they can get Nia the moment, they can get her the heat, and yet they can still pull this off. So that's what I think. So, so how, do, how are we dealing with the bonus points there? Since they're, so I guess he gets the full point if Carmella doesn't cash in? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, okay. right. Yeah. That would be the way it would Okay. Yep. All right, uh, U.S. title, Fatal 4-Way, Orton, Rude, Jinder, and Rusev. Um, mix. Oh, it's mix. Oh, it's going to be Rusev Day at WrestleMania. Um, I've been saying this for a while. I don't think it's going to be Rusev Day. I think this is how you turn Bobby Rude heel. I think you have him do some dastardly stuff to Randy Orton, and that's how you turn him heel. And you can continue their feud with Randy Orton as a face and Bobby Rude as the heel champion who ends up you know, doing away with him and continuing his run as U.S. champ. Well, not technically continuing it, but... You get what I'm saying. I hear you. I think it's always been the, the most bang that you can get for your buck to have Jinder Mahal win this match. And while they've done nothing that would suggest that he's going to, I still think it's the best thing they can do right now. I, I get the Rusev argument wholeheartedly, like this should be a moment for him. But I, I think the best thing they can do right now is give Jinder Mahal the U.S. title and let him have a run with it for a little while to uh, reestablish himself as a top heel. So Jinder is my pick. Aaron, you have to pick Randy Orton, bro. You have I, to. No, I'm not. They, you they, have to. I, look, as much as I'd like to, and I probably should because Randy Orton. Is Randy Orton in WrestleMania? In a WrestleMania yes. match. He's in a WrestleMania match, so I really should. But they, they, they went out of their way to put Rusev in this match for a reason. It's Rusev Day. If, if, they weren't go, if they're not going to give him the title, they should have just kept him in the Andre and have him win the Andre. So Rusev needs to win this and I'm get the big, you know, huge why, Rusev why Day pop. Why does he have to win it? Why couldn't it just be that they recognize that they're better off having Rusev in a match on WrestleMania and so they threw him in there? It, I mean, is that better than having him win, like, the if he could have won the Andre? Yes, I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Mojo won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Randy, involving Randy Orton at WrestleMania is better than anything. It's better than winning three straight Andre the Giant Battle Royals. On, I mean, man. as far as the career goes, yes. But I just meant as far as getting the one big Rusev Day pop. I mean, I... I uh, Okay, I mean, I, look, I hear you. I hear you. Are we gonna Are we gonna pretend that we're not gonna get a l- one big Rusev Day pop during his entrance? Right. I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, a winning Rusev Day pop, like send the crowd into a delirium when Rusev Day, you know, ch- you know, is is chimed through seventy thousand people. But how? Mm-hmm. Well, then, what are they gonna do when they have uh, again? I don't know if you remember, but we had Macho Man Randy Savage come back from the <laughs> dead earlier this week. So you got to keep. Can in we? Mind. Oh, oh, I forgot. The Rusev versus Rusev. Macho is a great feud. Come on, it is. Right it's that. huge. It's money. Um. I, I think I, I actually forgot to mention this earlier when we were talking about Braun. But uh, do you find it? Did anybody else, when Braun came out in the glasses and the T-shirt, go, "Jesus Christ! Do not tell me Devon Dudley is going to be his partner." <laughs> I didn't. That'd think be good. That'd be a good. Oh bit. my god! 
actually, really, really quick about that. I think the best thing for Braun's partner, if it's not going to be something really big, you have the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner be his partner, and then all of a sudden you have meaning for that thing. I, mean, I can see that. That'd be great, but they're not going to do that because the Andre the Giant Battle Royal doesn't mean anything. I don't know if you've been paying attention. It's, it's We've been doing this for a little while. All right, go ahead. Next. All right, uh, Intercontinental title, Ms. Valor Rollins. Mommy? Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Uh, I've been saying it for a while, man. I think how many people in their career have defended the WWE title and the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania? It's a good question. Defended? The Rock? Maybe? No. Brock always lost the WWE title at Mania. Oh, oh, successfully defended. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's how you establish the Miz. Because even if they have Miz lose this match or they have him win, win this match and lose the next night on Raw, the next time he wins the Intercontinental title, he's that reign, which we're all assuming this isn't Miz's last Intercontinental title reign, correct? No. Lord, no. Exactly. So even if it ends on Sunday... He's going to eventually be the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. He beat John Cena in a match for the WWE title at WrestleMania. He needs something like this. He needs to defend the Intercontinental title in a triple threat match against two former WWE champions. That is something that establishes Miz and gives him what he deserves because he has been the best performer in the company for two years now, minimum. Uh, I'm in complete agreement. I don't think there's anything else that makes sense. For I like, pick the Miz. Yeah, I. I mean, I, you could tell me about what it would mean for Finn Balor, but like, eh, I think Finn's fine without it. I think the the most logical thing to do here, the best way that you could use this, is to have the Miz win. So the Miz is my pick as well. Uh, I agree with you. That that's the best thing to do. I would love the Miz to win, obviously. Um, but I think that the way this Aaron, is you're all... a Mismark? I know. Yeah, I know, right? I, I know. I've kept that under wraps. I try to be very reserved and, and completely unbiased on this show. But um, I feel like this is setting up, and I agree with you that Miz wins it shortly, <laughs> you know, not too far down the line. But I, I think this has been setting up for Balor to win it, and uh, I have been Balor winning it here. All right. Uh, I, I go back to what AJ said in the past about too many titles being changing hands in the course of WrestleMania. I think this is definitely one of the ones where it won't change hands, and uh, the Miz will walk out still champion. All right. Very good. All right. Let's get to some of the tag matches. We have Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and Owens and Zayn will retire if they lose. Oh, wait. They'll retire? Whoa, 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 whoa. I I thought it was just they were off of SmackDown. Uh, I think they used the word retire, but... Whatever that well, word means. I think means. that's a pretty like on the on the on the the graphic it says retire. I mean, Brett Favre retired three times. Well, I hear you, but I do think that's a pretty significant difference because I think it's this was the point that 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 AJ and I were discussing last week, which was this notion that it would matter if they don't win. Well, there's going to be a superstar shakeup pretty soon anyway. They could just go to Raw. There's a big difference between these two things. I I, I would like a little bit of clarity to that. I get all right. Uh, okay. Here. Okay. Here it is. Uh, there, it, there's no word of off of SmackDown. It just says if Kevin and Sammy win, they are rehired. They are rehired so, by SmackDown. Yes, right. yes. Um, okay. So there's a couple of ways that this could go. Uh, we talked last week. So I don't think do – we, do we know at all what to expect of Shane and his, like, limitations in this match? Do we... I don't even know if those lim- – like, what the – those reports are really weird. Like, if those reports are tr- com- completely true and he's wrestling, that's insane. Right. So I don't know how much of this to believe. I that, that's one of those things I just I don't know about 
his health right now. It's weird. Yeah, this is I'm struggling with that, but I I did say last week I think Can we just talk about how Shane almost died in a, a plane crash? He always dies. Helicopter? He just helicopter. He, helicopter. Out he almost died in a helicopter crash and then jumped off the cell like a month later. I don't think diverticulitis would stop him from anything. I mean, you're right. You're right. Um I I don't know. Look, I I think that this creates the opportunity for another Daniel Bryan moment, which would be awesome. I also need to start thinking about how many heels I have winning versus how many faces I have winning and and trying to figure that whole thing out. I think the better storyline ultimately is the one where it looks like you're about to get a Daniel Bryan moment and then you don't, and then you have a big moment for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and they can still end up being sent to Raw afterwards. And we also don't know who's going to be in charge of these two shows because Daniel Bryan's now like a performer and Shane McMahon as of right now doesn't have a role. So um, ultimately I think the best thing is for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win, so I will pick them to win. Yeah, I'm with you and with the added that uh, Shane's going to be the one to give Owens and Zayn the win. He's going to screw over Daniel Bryan somehow, and uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will win. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that they're going to keep them fired. So I, I think at some point Daniel Bryan and, and Shane McMahon are going to lose this match. And I agree. All right, so let's go to the other spectacle match. Kurt Angle, Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. Kurt and Ronda are winning this. Do we really need to talk about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I think if we all I agree. If, yeah, if we go all ahead. Just pick Daniel Bry- if we all just pick Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, right. then we're definitely all going to pick Ronda Check. Rousey and Kurt Angle. Check. Move on. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's just put it here before the title matches. Cena versus Taker. It, what What are we doing with this? So, uh, yeah, I, I assume they're still going to have the match, but yeah. Cena wins. Well, uh, I think it's Migs, but go ahead. Whatever. Migs, I don't, I don't yeah. care. I'm with you. Cena would win this one. You know, like the only argument you can make is if somehow you would really dress this up as being Undertaker's final match, and for some reason you wanted to win him. I, I don't. I don't know what to make of this. Has all been so effing weird. Um, it's been really, really like, weird. I've appreciated. I, appre- I, I don't how- know, but to me, it's like every year they like to have a surprise at WrestleMania. Like not a this. Like it wasn't a surprise last year when the Hardys showed up. It was just awesome because we didn't expect it to actually happen. Right. Right. So, like, I think you can put this in the same boat in the instance that literally Undertaker hasn't shown up, so you really don't know if he is going to be I there can't. or not. I mean, mm, I hear you, but I don't know if it's playing that way. I don't know, man. This is dumb. Seen is the answer. Go ahead. I, here's, I guess here's the question. If Taker does wrestle, like, is this it? And if this is it... Did the, why wouldn't you at least add, you know make it official ahead of time? It's really weird if he comes out as a surprise and loses here, especially because I, I would assume it wouldn't be his very last. If again they didn't bill it as that, uh, there's just a lot, like you said, Glenn, a lot of weirdness going on here. Uh, I'm actually I, I think I'm going to go with Taker if if they have the match just because y- you have him lose twice in a row, it makes it really hard for him to come back next year if they're even thinking about that. So I, I'm going with taker if they have the match all right uh and f- let's get to the t- to the championship matches uh aj versus nakamura aj you can start nakamura. yeah i'm gonna this is the other thing too that's weird about this is like i just talked about you know a big face moment and like that would be shinsuke nakamura but because they've gone with this mutual respect thing i don't think it's as big of a moment as it would be had he won when he faced jinder mahal last summer so I'm going to pick Nakamura, too. I but... don't know if that's true. 
Glenn. I get what you're trying to say, but saying that him winning the WWE title from Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam is bigger than him winning the title from AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I, I, I don't know. I, I, understand I don't know. About what that. I can't. I do understand that what you're saying, but you're still talking about one being an evil, hated heel, and the other being a wildly popular face. And so. I do think that if Shinsuke Nakamura is standing there holding the title at the end of the night, it's going to have, you know, it's going to be a huge pop. Everybody loves Shinsuke Nakamura. But I don't think it's quite the same as we talked about this last week. When you have a one on one blood feud match, that creates the big moment of having the heel or the face come out on top. You don't, you're not getting that this way no matter what. That all being said, I do agree. I still think it's going to end up being Shinsuke Nakamura. The only way that it's not Shinsuke Nakamura is if they do something with. Gallows and Anderson. I don't know why. You know, just kind of set up something for the superstar shakeup, and then you have AJ turn heel that way. But no, you need Shinsuke to win this match. You know, they've been setting it up. They've had him lose to Jinder cleanly. Uh, have Shinsuke go over here. I uh, might be the guy taking pictures in my underwear, but I'm gonna go with AJ Styles on this one. Wow! Look at you! Look! At I just don't you. think I don't think both main main titles are gonna change hands tonight uh, at WrestleMania. All right, very good, very good, and that would lead us to Brock versus Roman. Um, I'm first, huh? Yep. yep. Okay, so the obvious thing is to say Roman's going to win, right? Like that's it's yeah. so obvious that you 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 know like why would I spend any time even thinking about it? Except that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um god damn. So, do we know exactly when Brock Lesnar's contract comes up? No. And Heyman definitely said if he loses he'll never be he, back. He which did, is he exactly, did say that. Which is exactly how it would happen. If he was not going to come back after WrestleMania, I can't. I. I mean, why would I say anything other than Roman Reigns? Like, what? What am I doing? Paul Heyman's getting in we, your head. La, Paul I mean, Heyman's in time, your head. That, that is true. That's exactly what's happening. When he pointed out, I mean, he did it to me too. Because in his promo, when he said, "I told you." before the match in New Orleans last time that Brock Lesnar was going to beat Undertaker. And you all laughed, and you all thought that we were crazy, and then after the match, we were the only ones laughing. And the crazy part about this is, why couldn't you just do this again in a month? Right? You absolutely could. Why couldn't you just do this again in a month? You avoid the awkwardness of Roman Reigns winning at WrestleMania. You have it be in some sort of underhanded way I think we all are enticed by the idea of Paul Heyman like jumping ship and joining Roman. I think there's a million things that we all like the possibility of, but the truth is they wouldn't be doing any of that. I'm going to be the dumbest human being on the face of the planet. Brock Lesnar is winning this match. Yeah, no, not happening. You're you're 100% right that everything's more uh, that there's a lot of enticing things here, and especially if you know, there there was that talk that Brock does have a few months left on his contract. We have no idea if that's for sure or well, not. I'm trying to think. Didn't he but, sign? Don't don't. Didn't he resign in the summer when he resigned? I I don't remember. You know, there was the one time that he uh, was. It, I guess three years ago at this point, it was WrestleMania week because it was right before Mania. It was right before the last when, one. When, okay, the, he when, when he was on ESPN, that was not WrestleMania week. Yes, that three years ago it was. Uh, all right, if you say so. It, 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 it was the week of Mania, 
he was on ESPN. He announced he was staying with WWE. That, that was right before the Brock Roman match because we were San having Francisco the same conversation okay. then of right. where is he going to go. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it, Roman's going to win this. I, I'm not listening to Paul Heyman. I'm not letting him get in my head, and Roman's winning. Yeah, I, I think that Roman's walking away champ. Uh, I mean, do I really need to tell y'all who I pick? Is Roman Reigns in this yeah, match? Right. Let's do one last pick, um, and that'll be what's the final match of the night. That's tough. Final match of the night. No, it starts with it starts with Aaron. Starts with Aaron. Starts with Aaron. It's his turn to pick. Oh, it's um. Now he's gonna steal my pick. No, I'm. I'm, I don't think I am. I I think I'm going to go with um, Kurt and Ronda versus Triple H and Stephanie main eventing WrestleMania. Even though Um, it didn't main event the Raw before WrestleMania. Wait, what? What did you say? I said even though it didn't main event the Raw before WrestleMania. Last year, uh, the final segment was Goldberg and Lesnar, and that did not main event WrestleMania. And then The Undertaker retired. Okay. Except he did. But he didn't retire yeah. <laughs> since he's coming well, at back. The ti- yeah, at the time, he did. Well, maybe. Plus, you could, you, you could also make the argument that the because of the national title game, the opening segment was more important than the main event. Could you make that? Yes. I absolutely could make that argument. I don't know. More people are, were watching at the beginning than the end. I don't know. So yeah, I'm going with uh, yeah the mixed tag. Mix. I'm going to take AJ's pick. I'm going to go with uh, Roman versus uh, Lesnar. All right, we know how AJ's picking. Um, I'm going to uh, join Aaron. I'm going to join Aaron with the mixed tag. I think it it guarantees that you have a popular moment to end the show. I think if they are doing the ro- now, like for my for my argument, it doesn't make sense because I didn't have Roman winning. But if you're doing the Roman thing, it protects you in that situation. And so, and I do think they're trying to make Ronda viable for her match at SummerSlam to be the singular main event. And I think all of these things help you in that, in that way. So I'm going to go with the mixed tag as well as the final match on the card. All right, you think there. Ronda Rousey is going to main event over Roman Reigns twice in six months? I, I think that this one, they're not selling it as the main event. I think that they have in their – I think they want to sell they might, They're not selling it, but if you just picked it, therefore it would be the main right, event. Right, but what I'm saying is I think there's a big difference in just sort of saying we have a bunch of main events versus a singular this is the main event of the night. Like what they'll tell Ronda, you is – Ronda is the front of the poster at SummerSlam. Right, right, correct. That's, that's what I think they're setting up for. I think they are setting up for that to be the case, that that's their selling point going into SummerSlam. Um, all right, that, those are all of our picks. Uh, Steve Miggs, plug your 57 podcasts that you're so busy with that you don't want to hang out with us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the Miggs versus the World of Wrestling uh, this week. Um, I just recorded it. It'll be up this week. Uh, interview with uh, Punishment Martinez oh, from Ring of Honor. Great, man. We love awesome that dude. dude. Sloppy seconds. I know you guys had a great interview with him. And, uh, you know, sometimes... I, I take your sloppy seconds. Yeah, I wish, can we can we have your Jericho sloppy seconds? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> bro. Right. I didn't get. I got the that he showed up and he progressively got drunker during our interview. Not ah. because he was drinking, but because he had a a wild night the night before, and like he just slowly stopped keeping it together, and it was incredible. And I had to get him back to his tour bus, so I had Chris Jericho riding shotgun in my Jeep, talking about ACDC and which drummer is the best drummer. And I'm like, is this real life? Like, I've 
the goat in my car right now just having a debate about ACDC. It was incredible. I'm sure that was just an awful night. I'm, I, my thoughts and prayers to, to having to Oh, no, that was, that. that was 10 in the morning. Oh, wait, 10, I'm sure it was terrible. I'm sure it was just a <laughs> It was the worst. Experience. Um, what, what else can we plug for you? You got a band. You got wrestling. You got so much going on. God damn it. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, yeah, April 20th, uh, for those that live in Seattle, I'm going to be having my very first wrestling match. I'm debuting at 3 to 1 Battle, um, and it's going to be incredible. So that's April 20th, uh, 3 to 1 Battle at the Showbox. Tickets are available now if you just go to uh, AXS.com. All right, that's it. I'm Steve Miggs on on Twitter. We'll just go with that. We'll go with all those things. Follow him there. Yeah. All right. Everything's there. Uh, we'll see you at some point this weekend if you can squeeze us into your very busy schedule. Uh, I'll have your, your people talk to mine and yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see what happens. Calls. All right. Love you, Migs. Yeah, I love you guys. Steve Migs see you from 99.9 KISW out in Seattle checking in with us. When we come back in, uh, perhaps you've heard of him. Mick Foley. Mick Foley will be our guest next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. And Mrs. He's, Foley's baby boy. Yeah, that's right. And he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. What we do with our lives defines us. So consider a path that gives you an array of opportunities for your future. The U.S. Army gives you skills and experiences that make you a well-rounded person. With many ways to serve that align with your goals, you'll become a stronger individual. Find out more at GoArmy.com. You may qualify for up to a $40,000 signing bonus. Start your future today at www.GoArmy.com impact. There's strong, then there's Army Strong, paid for by the United States Army. Back in here for segment number three, it is Jobbing Out, Chester Glenn Clark, and the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, and A.J., we're actually doing a little bit better. Um, Sorry, no offense, you used to be the main event. But when this man shows up, uh, he's the main event everywhere he goes. He needs no introduction. He is one of the most iconic figures in the history of professional wrestling. And he is coming to Washington, D.C. on April 12th, bringing his show to the D.C. Improv. And then he'll be back just after that. We'll tell you more about his date in Joppa, which is going to be even cooler because he's doing something really special there. But it's a pleasure to welcome into the show the great Hall of Famer Mick Foley is with us here on Jobbing Out. Mick, it's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Hey, I'm glad to do it. And I have to tell you, uh, hands down, this is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. Jobbing out. <laughs> right. well, I mean, you, you unfortunately, even an icon like yourself, every now and then you had to do a job. Well, I, I, I like to think I have the poorest one-loss ratio in WWE Hall of Fame, you know. Uh, <laughs> if you ask people to name their, their, their ten favorite matches I was in, chances are I went down in crushing defeat in nine of them. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm proud of it, you know. Like, I was, uh, I, yeah, I took a licking and kept on ticking and, uh, you know, tried, tried, to, tried to bring the best out of my opponents and put them in a position where they could uh, go upward and onward. And it never hurt you, which is we, – we talk about this a lot. We'll talk about guys that seem to lose a lot. Bray Wyatt's a guy we're talking about that, that right now who's been losing a lot. It never hurt you. Like, it never stunted your popularity. It never stunted what it meant when you had a, a huge moment and a huge victory. Like, somehow, some way, I think it really obviously did a lot for you as an underdog and as a babyface. But it never – the things that people worry about when wrestlers lose, that never seemed to hurt you at any point in your career. 
Yeah, I'm going to disagree just a little bit. Okay. You may have heard at the end, and I'll give you an example, a young man in a wheelchair uh, named uh, Chris, and I used to go over his house quite a bit and watch uh, pay-per-views, and his father, when I got back in the ring, his father said he used to get, you know, upset when I, when I lost, and then he was like, Dad, I don't get upset because Mick always loses. Mm. Like, mm. It, was no, it was no longer uh, a surprise, but... Uh, you know, some of those losses along the way, like the uh, uh, evolution at WrestleMania 2004 and Randy Orton in 2004, Edge in 2006, you know, Ric Flair in 2006. Those are some pretty big, uh, those are those were big deals. And uh, people do remember the, uh, they, they remember the match and how the match made them feel far, far more than they do who won a loss. As, you know, the proof of that is I'm, I'm out doing the 20th anniversary show of my most crushing, yeah. most famous defeat. Yeah, that's a great point. The Hell in a Cell match, no question, man. No question about hey, that. Mick, yeah, I, I don't, Mick, you know yeah, what? I, go ahead. Oh, no, I, finish your thought. Uh, I was just going to say, I, it's not like um, <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills go out and do a you know, a 25th anniversary show of the, <laughs> <laughs> the game they lost to the Giants, you know, right. in the final seconds, like, you know, Bruce, Bruce Smith, you know, is a great player, like, it's not like guys have great recollections, but, uh, you know, our business is a little bit different, quite a bit different yeah, in that for regard, sure. that we really for appreciate sure. those big losses. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny, uh, you are 22nd WWE Hall of Famer that we've interviewed. Um, where were we always like to ask, where were you when you got the call? Uh, you know, I didn't get a call. I was, uh, I was a WWE ambassador at the time in, uh, 2000 and, uh, it was the day after Christmas, 2012. And honestly, like, they weren't using me too much. I think it's, I, I think never verified. I think it's because I had a lot of trouble getting around in those days. And, uh, man, it's just something, you know, you, WWE is supposed to take people's minds off their problems, not remind them hmm. <laughs> constantly of the consequences. And I was I was heavy, you know. I was about 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And so um, Triple H uh, saw me at Madison Square Garden. It was a house show, and I just brought my kids. And I figured as long as I'm, <laughs> you know, Mick Foley and uh, my kids are fans, I'm going to bring them, you know, do as many shows as I can. And so... Triple H called me into an office there in the garden, and I honestly thought he was going to tell me, like, hey, we just can't use you anymore as an ambassador. And uh, instead he said, uh, we'd like to know how you feel about it being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I was like, ah, wow. I, I feel pretty good about that. So <laughs> instead of thinking I was losing my job, you know, it turned out to be uh, one of the best and most important nights of my career. That's so funny, right? <laughs> That's such a, a an interesting dichotomy between those two things. Mick Foley is with us here on Jobbing Out. He'll be at uh, the DC Improv on April 12th. He will also be back in Baltimore, and he's doing this one, in, or in Joppa, of course, not in Baltimore itself, but in Joppa. This one he's doing inside a steel cage to celebrate the 20th anniversary <laughs> of the Hell in a Cell match on May 12th. Find out more by going to Real Please Mick Foley. Please don't jump off of it. <laughs> No, no, no. I don't even think I can climb it anymore. You know, that's one thing I never even counted on. If you notice, every uh, the, the first two cells uh, look uh, the same. And every cell match since then, they've had, like, these little footholds so that guys, yeah. if they want to climb, can. And that's 
strictly because I could barely get up there. In addition to like all the injuries you might expect from some of the things I went through, like I, I couldn't feel my fingers for like three weeks. Just try. You take a kid who could only do four pull-ups, maxed out at four pull-ups in gym class, and that's before I got you know a little bit uh, bottom heavy over the years. And like, uh, I just I wasn't a climber. You know, I was like. And my feet were just like slipping on that stuff. I, I panicked. I'm like, I'm not going to get up there, you know. I'm, I'm, and then once I got up there, I wish I hadn't, you know. I was <laughs> um, Mick, so this is, you know, as we mentioned, it's WrestleMania week, and I, I know you have so many moments, but can you just take us back to your first time and that spectacle and, 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 and so many that you've been back for even since – your career's been over, just coming out and, and doing a rundown, making an appearance and making the crowd go crazy. What is the feeling like, and how does it differ from anything else that you do in professional wrestling? Yeah, well, what what is amazing is what WWE has accomplished. And I hold on, I'm just going to put the phone down while I go by the police cars here. Just oh, yeah, you're, you're good. We don't want to be the ones. God, how, how awful would that be if we were the ones that got Mick Foley in trouble? Jesus. Yeah, I'm breaking the law. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Badass. Uh, I would be saying this even if I was not on good terms with the company. I always gave them props where they deserved it. And they've done this amazing job of turning WrestleMania into something that's so much more than a show. And at a certain point, it became WrestleMania weekend. And now it's literally WrestleMania week where events are starting. You know, I mean, they they start uh, Tuesday before Mania and they go through uh, Tuesday where they tape, uh, they're not tape, they air Raw and SmackDown from the, the same city they do Mania. But that wasn't really the case in 96. Like, it was a big deal. It was clearly the biggest show of the year. But, uh, you know, to show you, my, my, my WrestleMania package just said Mutilator on it because uh, I was fighting for a name change, but it looked like I was going to be Mason the Mutilator. <laughs> Turned out they went with the Mankind idea, <laughs> or else you and I... Uh, there would be no Hall of Fame. Yeah. There'd be no 20th anniversary show, you know, show. A lot of things would have been different if I showed up as Mason the Mutilator. <laughs> and uh, I, I just stayed in my room for four days and then uh, debuted the day after Mania. And even in 97, you know, it was it was a biggest show, but it wasn't, I think it was 98, at least in, for me, when things really started turning and, 97, Bret Hart and uh, Austin had that amazing match, and uh, I, I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, 98, Mike Tyson was involved, and now it's just incredible. So um, I've talked about the fact that, like, when I retired, you know, the first time, and, and from full-time wrestling in 2000, like, the mystique was it, was, it was huge, but, like, you did not have to have a great WrestleMania match, like, for people to think of you in legendary terms. And so, uh, you know, I kind of told Edge, and it always bothered me that uh, I'd never had that uh, moment. And so he took that, ran with it. We made that the basis of the match. And uh, so when I, the strange thing was, you know, I got, I, I lost that match in spectacular fashion. And I don't advocate doing this at all for anyone there. Because there were six fire marshals in the audience, but uh, Edge speared me through a, flaming table. Were, and, those, you know, were those real fire marshals, or were they like the U.S. marshals? <laughs> no, no, they, they had them hidden in there, you know. Like I, they, more power to them. You know, they weren't going to do something where uh, fans could get hurt or where either, either of us could go up in uh, 
flames. Uh, and if you notice, like they did, we didn't go up in flames, but they kind of extinguished us anyway. And uh, all the hair, I was a guy who always, you know, I, I didn't put any pre, pre-wrap pre on. Not that it makes me tough or anything, but, uh, you know, I had some hairy forearms. And uh, all the hair, you know, below the tape was intact. And everything else on my forearms was just, boom, it was gone. You know, Edge's eyelashes were were gone and uh he crawled over to cover me he looked like he was in shock and uh and uh even as i was being pinned you know amid this potpourri of burnt hair and charred flesh and uh, stale blood uh, you know i had this felt this enormous weight off my shoulders i was like i did it i did it i had that <laughs> had that wrestlemania match so it's big it's like it's like nothing else for us it is it's uh you know it's our super bowl that's so cool that's so cool to hear you say yeah, that. Yeah, and, and so so talk about that. What is your favorite WrestleMania match that you've had? Is it that match with Edge? Yeah, that match with Edge was really uh, really special. And I'm gonna I'll give you a little insight into Sheamus. Sheamus and uh, Cesaro. I'm proud to say I put them together when I was Raw GM. Yeah. Uh, but three years ago in Dallas, uh, you know they 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 brought me uh, Shawn Michaels and. Stone called out of mothballs, and uh, Seamus was with a group called the League of Nations, you know, all representing different countries. And believe it or not, they defeated New Day that night, and uh, then they challenged any three people, like any three. And uh, we came out there, and uh, I had dropped 50 pounds. You know, I looked quite a bit different. And uh, later on, like, I had to go look through the tape, or whatever you call it now, digital video recording, because I was like, I think they sped that up. And they didn't speed it up. It was just like for those like 30 seconds I was hitting Seamus in the corner with forearms up. Uh, I was I was moving faster than I had probably in 15 years. And the secret was Seamus comes up to me, and you're allowed to talk openly on this show, right? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Seamus comes up to me. I do a terrible Irish brogue, by the way, so don't hold it against me. Uh, <laughs> he comes up to me before he goes out. He looks at me right in the eyes. He goes. I want you to hit me as hard as you can out there, fella. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure I can, you know, I was always known as someone who kind of laid in those forearms anyway. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're going to be okay. And he just looks at me like there's no there's no chance of taking no for an answer. And he's like, as hard as you can. Wow. As hard as you can. <laughs> and that took away, like, all the pressure, you know. That, the only thing I was really worried about was whether I would be noticeably limping when I walked down the, that <laughs> huge ramp. And it was this amazing moment because uh, Sean's music hit first. Really, mine should have gone first, but they hit Sean's first. Uh, mine came second. And when Steve's music hit, like, I, you know, I know human nature pretty well. Like, every eyeball is going to be on Steve for about 30 seconds at least. And then I just took those 30 seconds. I just looked around that uh, that stadium because I'd never been in front of that many people before, you know, in a wrestling event, and I, I never would again. And I just, uh, uh, I just, you know, tried my best to take it all in and enjoy every moment of it, and uh, and I did. You know, it was it was a great experience. And it was crazy. And to quote Chris Berman, I remember because I was there. Uh, I was actually. I was there, uh, Glenn. You do didn't come to that. I didn't. Make, I didn't get to Dallas. No, I wasn't there for that one. Yeah, me and, and me and our other that. host, Aaron, who's not with us today. Um, uh, not he's not dead. He's just not part of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, uh, yeah, we were there, and it was crazy. I remember when your when Sean's music hit. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Then your music hit. I was like, wow, this is gonna be intense. And now we're like, 
hold up, they said three. Who's going to be the third one? And when Austin's music hit, it was the loudest pop. I've been to a lot of wrestling shows. A lot. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was such a great, man, it was really a great moment. And, uh, and you know what, my, uh, my, uh, my son had just started working for the company, so he was there, my oldest son. Uh, my daughter, Noelle, and my youngest son, Huey, were there. And I didn't tell them I was on. I was just like, hey, you know, uh, after the day match, I think we're going to have a little backstage segment. So make sure you're, uh, you're watching. And they just, uh, you know, they, they, they freaked out. And, and, yeah, it, but, it, was, it was great. And so did the rest of the world, by the way. <laughs> the rest of the world freaked and you, out. And you and Sean both looked great. You know what's crazy is like I saw Sean like either earlier that day or the day before, and I was like, "Jeez, man, I don't know, Sean looking maybe he's a little too thin. Like you know, he didn't look like he had you know that much energy." And then when I saw him on the camera, I was like, "Wait, I just saw that guy!" Like, I you know, some guys have that ability to turn it on, and he went from being this really laid back guy, and it was like boom, and it, you know, I mean, Sean was always a smaller you know, a smaller stature for the WWE, which is one of the things I loved about wrestling. Because I could actually do like, you know, like power moves with Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but he looked like a million bucks. And the, uh, you know, the uh, the charisma was there. And they placed with nuts for Steve. You know, with the, it was, it was really, it was really a great moment. You mentioned uh, your daughter. Obviously, we got to see a little bit more of uh, your guys' relationship with the Holy Foley show on the WWE Network. Um, you know, her interest as performing, you've been through a lot of things. Like, can you just take me through the difficulty of knowing what you've been through in your life and, and all that, you know, the health issues that come with that, and then your daughter telling you, hey, I, I, I want to go through something similar. I want to try something like this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a given now that the reality – TV, people understand that segments are produced, you know, they kind of give you an, an, an outline and you kind of run with it. It's really comforting to never have a script, you know, you just make up stuff as you go along, but um, uh, she, it was something she really wanted and it was something I really did not want for her because I know, you know, there were literally moments, you know, I'd say three or four times, you know, where things didn't go right and I landed on the top of my head and I'd lay there like specifically thinking of uh, being in Japan just trying to get my fingers to move, um, just to, you know, kind of trying to will my toes to start moving. And my daughter's got a lot of great attributes, and, like, having a long swan's neck is great for, like, modeling. But, man, it's uh, it's not something you want to have as a wrestler. <laughs> and it isn't, you know. And uh, you don't want Mick Foley's hips either, which she'll be the first to admit she kind of inherited. Uh <laughs> She's got the vertical uh, Foley leaping ability as well, which is uh, like phone book. You get me like uh, DC phone book. No, I can't even clear that. Maybe like uh, Joppa, Maryland, yellow pages. If they even have yellow pages, maybe I can clear those. Yeah, maybe. So, like, maybe. I had to, yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to jump off of high places. Um, and I didn't want that for her. You know, I just them past year, I had my right hip replaced, my right knee replaced, you know, and. Um, uh, you know, I was paying, I, you know, you pay that price, um, every day. I didn't, I just didn't want that for her. I was afraid of like a really major catastrophic injury. And so I'm glad she's pursuing some other, some other, uh, some other alternatives. Yeah. How long, how long did it take for you to forgive Eric Bischoff 
for giving away one of the greatest moments of your career? Uh, you know, well, first of all, as soon as uh, uh, the ratings came in that next day, I was more in the mood to forgive, you know. Like, uh, <laughs> I, actually, I actually waited for the ratings to come in. I didn't know that, uh, you know, I, I suspected that Eric had told Tony Schiavone what to say, but I had Tony's phone number, and believe me, I, I, and I just saw Eric this weekend, and we laughed about it, you know, and I actually, they said, hey, you guys go out in the ring and just do something. And so I told him, I want to give up my chance. Everything you gave away, you know, uh, the results of the, you know, it was the biggest victory of my career. What I've been wanting to say to you, Bischoff, is thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Because of you, 500 people switched channels simultaneously. And, uh, I became a bigger star, especially within the business, you know, like they we were like, whoa. I thought this guy was just like a respected journeyman, you know, like, uh, you know, I had a three title runs to, for a cumulative total of 37 days and then within the wrestling business, you know, it was no wonder like, you like Sasha my... Banks so much. What's that? I said, no wonder you support Sasha Banks so much. Well, your title runs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, you know, you have to be a glass half half full guy. The glass half full guy when you have these short title runs is there's so much less uh, trouble with <laughs> security and baggage. You know, we're like, oh, we've got a report. It looks like a bandsaw in there. You're like, it's title belt. Title <laughs> belt. <laughs> it looks like a weapon. Hold on. Police car coming up. Just going to put the phone Yeah, down. Go, go right Again, we, don't, we, we are not going to be the show that gets Mick Foley a ticket. That's not happening. That will not be the legacy that we have on Jobbing Out. We're not going to be that. Mick Foley's with us All here, right. by the way. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then inevitably, not inevitably, but often, uh, you know, it's like, Harry, look at this. And then guys want to take photos with it. So, uh, yeah, there's a definite downside that comes with that. Uh, <laughs> there's an awesome responsibility of going through TSA with your title belt. <laughs> um, and it, it's, and it, I want to ask a question that builds off that because we've had Bob Backlund on the show before, and he told us when he beat Bret Hart, he was told by Vince he was going to have a long run, and then he drops it two days later to uh, Diesel. Do, do you did you ever think that you were going to have a longer run than you did with those three title reigns? No, um, no, I was just thankful. I, I wish there'd been a camera in the room, you know, as that you know conversation was going on because it was me, uh, Vince, and uh, and and The Rock. And uh, I got the news, and I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, Why not, bro? I think it should all be, be all about the chase, you know? Like, man, like, I don't think people are going to buy it. And I just wish they had, a like, a camera shot of the rock space because people don't turn down WWE title victories, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like turning down an Academy Award. Like, I don't know, I don't think I was that good in that movie this year. So, uh, no, I, I always knew, I mean, you know, like, like, and I've used, I've, like, as a football uh, example, like, I'm the pulling guard for The Rock, you know? Like, I got to open up holes for him to become, you know, bigger and better. Like, I was never, <laughs> I'm glad they gave the pulling guard the ball to run with for a little while, but am I messing up my uh, my metaphors here? No, no, uh, I think, no. yeah. It's actually pretty solid, because The yeah, Rock would probably be the would... greatest running back of all time. Yeah. That <laughs> there you go, yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, it was clear that he and Steve were going to do like record business, and uh, and uh, it was important that we get you know 
uh, he get this real solid program under his belt, and uh, and it was really good for both of us. And um, and uh, the rivalry was, you know, was really. Uh, I mean, it was really physical and it was really emotional. And yes, that, it was. Made the, so then when we teamed up, you know, and, and you know when Brock is so entertaining, it's just a matter of time. Uh, he was super entertaining and super popular as a good guy or baby face before the uh, turn with Mr. McMahon. And uh, and then he, you know, when he turned again, and you know, he gets so good at being bad that fans can't resist cheering you that uh, it just made sense to put us two together. And even, even then... No one could have predicted like the, the chemistry we would have as partners, which was uh, just impromptu stuff and joking around and and done with the belief that if we were having fun, that fans would enjoy it as well. Oh, and that that translated big time. There's no question about that. Just another couple minutes here with Mick Foley. Really appreciate him taking the time again. April 12th, DC Improv. And then he will be back in Joppa in May, doing it inside the steel cage, May 12th at the MCW Arena. You can go to realmcfoley.com right now and get your tickets for either show. Um, Mick, there have always been comparisons between you and Daniel Bryan, kind of like the ultimate underdogs, um, and considering everything that you accomplished in your career. We brought up you know, the health issues, everything that you've been through. You see Daniel getting back into the ring this weekend and resuming his in-ring career what goes through your mind and like, where are your emotions when somebody who's been through a lot of things and, and, and you, there's some inherent risk you believe, um, or we believe anyway, seeing them decide that they, they have to do this. This is just their life. And they get decide to get back in the ring. Well, you know, Daniel loves it as much as anyone I've ever been around. And so uh, he was devastated, you know, because, uh, you know, and this, and I'm, when I say the love of his wife, I'm not counting, you know, his wife, who he obviously loves and adores. But, I mean, Daniel loved wrestling, and that was taken away from him and taken away at, at the very peak of his – are you guys still there? Yeah, absolutely. We're still here. Yep. Okay. That other call going to have to wait, apparently. <laughs> um, you know, at the peak of his earning power. So, uh, uh, you know, he was like one year into what would have been a very long and lucrative, you know, run as one of the top guys in the company. And, uh, you know, I try, you know, he asked me for some advice like in 2010. And I was like, now that you're, I, I told him, like, now that you're over, you know, like, don't worry about those 12 or 15 people who leave the arena thinking, wait, well, hey, I expected more out of a Daniel Bryan match. Like, you, you, there are certain things, you, you, the stiff forearms, for example, you gotta, you gotta accept that you, you can't do that. You know, find yeah. an alternative. You know, uh, diving headbutt off the top rope every night, it's just not, not good for you. And the fans, I cannot tell you how many times people would tell me, as you know, as, uh, my body was clearly showing the effects, like, look, you know, we care about you, you know, like half of you is better than none of you at all. Like you don't have to do this. And, uh, especially, you know, you get, uh, you know, a super opponent and I'm not, and I'm not saying that he, it's, I, I'm not saying you can't have great matches. I'm saying you got to adjust a, a little bit the way Steve Austin did just a little bit, and uh, Shawn Michaels ended up having better matches than he had when he was in his physical prime just because he knew how to read an audience. That'd be my one thing, is not to worry about you know, that tiny percentage of people who want that five-star match 
uh, every night because those people are not going to be taking up a fund. They're not going to be putting food on Daniel's uh, table. They're not going to be at his daughter's graduation. So uh, he should do what's best for him and understand that, uh, uh, you know, there's a time and place to, to turn it on. And, um, and no one uh, with any, you know, respect to the business is going to think less of him if he has to change up a couple things. Holy agree. It, yeah, that's great. That That is absolutely great. My, uh, the last question I want to ask is, you know, a year ago, um, Shinsuke Nakamura was the hottest thing in wrestling. We left NXT all chanting his his entrance music for, like, what, Glenn? Like 15 minutes straight? Oh, my God. Straight? It was like, unreal. It was just a moment I'll never be able to explain. And and because of that, I feel like a year later, that's the reason it's him versus AJ Styles for the WWE title, right? I akin that to the return of Daniel Bryan this year. That's how hot Daniel Bryan is going to be coming out of WrestleMania. Who would you like to Daniel. Oh, AJ, I'm sorry. I think we lost you, but I think AJ was like, "Who do you want to see, Daniel Bryan? You know, who's who's the dream face ma- at WrestleMania next year?" Well, I think it's going to be next year or this year. Next year. Next year. Oh man. Well, listen. I mean, I think it's great that he's got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. These are guys who yes. traveled the roads together for the longest time. Uh, uh, Shane O'Mac, I guess, is a, a question mark because of uh, the diverticulitis. Um, so I, I was just kind of perusing the internet, which they don't usually do, looking at who could be uh, a potential uh, fill-in, maybe I, Mick I, Foley. It was a two zero three area code that just came in. I I, I could have missed my big call there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will only tell you guys. Right? You can speculate all you will. I won't even be at the show. I will have a. I believe that I will make a small but very important contribution to this year's mania. Whoa! And I won't and I won't reveal what that is until after the show's over. Uh, but it's killing me that I'm going to be in Chicago at a you know WrestleMania party um, and missing what could be one of my favorite WrestleMania moments that I may make happen. That's all I'm putting out there. Oh That's my god, I am freaking out. Chicago, now. you say? Maybe uh Yeah, no, I got took I took the payday, I took the money. Oh and, uh, and you know what if, if if um if my first show wasn't in Rosemont like forty minutes away, uh I, I would have stayed, you know, but I was like, okay, come to Chicago two days early, get some media in, you know, we want to make sure that those first couple shows are really well attended. I believe there's going to be a couple of representatives from uh, WWE at the uh, DC show. And so, uh, you know, I'm going to be working on, uh, you know, really working on that show. It's something I, I work on and write, you know, I don't wing it. It is like, it is a performance. And um, so I want to make it as good as it could be. But uh, I, I believe me, uh, it's going to hurt me. If this event comes about, it will hurt me to be a, uh, to not be there for it. I am freaking out right now about yeah. what this might possibly be. This, I am is already, this is already freaking, the greatest WrestleMania card. Right? I am freaking the F out. Mick Foley, oh my gosh, what a what a freaking honor, man. Uh, we've we've talked before, but this it's always great. And I've seen your shows. They're unbelievable. I've seen you at the, uh, the Baltimore Improv at the Comedy Factory in the past. Mick puts on incredible, incredible shows. You're going to want to be there again April 12th at the DC Improv or at the MCW Arena on May 12th. So the 12th is the key date here. Either one, go to realmickfoley.com. Get your tickets that way. Follow him on Twitter, at Real Mick Foley as well. Mick, is there anything else we can plug for you, sir? 
No, that's 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 been great. You know, it's great that you've been there. You can attest that I put a lot of work into them and uh, try to uh, uh, you know exceed that very low bar of expectations. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I didn't know what I was getting into the first time. I was like, I'm going to go see McFoley, and I don't even know what I'm I'm seeing when I go see McFoley. And it was it was just fun. It was just such a good time hearing you talk and hearing the stories and i can only imagine how great this one's going to be mick uh we we love you we love you we could not be bigger fans uh i know you got to get that call back to the wwe that you just missed so (laughs) we'll let you do that thank you seriously what an honor it was to chat with you today oh you got it thanks a lot awesome amazing my god that's incredible i'm so freaking out dude i am freaking out about what he was talking about what he was alluding to that could happen this weekend that he's going to be bitter that he missed WrestleMania because of. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I, I'm just freaking I, out I, about it. I can't believe that. Like, what could it be? Uh, I know you kept trying to play up the Chicago thing and, like, the idea that it would be CM Punk and all that. But, like, I just think he was sort of alluding to the fact that he was going to be in Chicago. I don't think it was a direct, you know, like, he was saying, hey, I'm going to miss it because I'm going to be in Chicago. I don't think it was CM Punk. I don't know what it is, but holy shit. Like, I, I'm, I'm freaking out about what it might be that Mick Foley says he's upset that he's missing this weekend uh, because he will not be there for WrestleMania. A lot of people are up in Chicago this weekend. Who else Capitista's is? up in Chicago. <laughs> Stephen Amell's up in Chicago. You got all sorts of things going on in Chicago this weekend. I mean, some of these guys, if it was them, it'd be easy to get them down for the night to, uh, to WrestleMania on Sunday night. Yeah. I don't know, man, but uh, Mick's, uh, he's freaking out about it, and he's just amazing. So uh, God bless him and appreciate him taking the time for us on our WrestleMania extravaganza. Make it 22 Hall of Famers for your boys. Now, uh, I apparently lost the botch game, so I, I, I'm going to just be straight with you. I know a couple. What's that? You said you're going to be straight with us. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's because Miggs is gone, so I can be straight again. Um, <laughs> so... I know a couple of Kid Rock songs. Like, I'm not I'm not proud of it, but if you played if you played uh, a ball with the ball right now, I would know to say ball with the ball to bang to bang. I would know that thing. I, despite the fact that the Undertaker used this as his entrance song, I do not know this song at all. So this should be fun then. Aaron suggested I like practice, but Lord knows we don't do that here. That's not how this works. So, I didn't say pranks. I just said listen to the song once. Oh, come but, on. But, you know. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> Who does that? When have we ever prepared anything? Anything. When have we ever prepared something on this show? We're Thanks. not changing that now. So I'm going to give it a shot. I don't know how it's going to go because, again, I'm not kidding about this. I do not know this song. And I'm terrified that we're going to hear it on Sunday night. I mean, I am Terrified. Well, you know, that's, that, that's exactly how it's going to happen. Cena's going to come out of the crowd. He's going to introduce Kid Rock. Kid Rock's going to play this song, and then all of a sudden start playing American Badass. And that's how it's going to happen. Awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be wonderful. What a, an amazing WrestleMania moment that will be. <laughs> but as my uh, penalty for uh, losing the botch game, uh, this will be my attempt at performing American Badass by Kid Rock. Hmm? I don't know anything about how this song starts. Does it have like a long... Oh, hang on. Let's try this one more time. Yeah! And I've set up and torn down this stage with my own two hands. We traveled this land packed tight in minivans. All this for the fans, girls, money, and fame. I play their game, and then they scream my name. I will show no shame. I live and die for this. If I come off soft, then chew on this. Are you scared? 
for Without a Cause. And I'm back with the Beaver Hats and Ben Davis Slacks. 30-pack of Strohs, 30-pack of Hoes. No Rogaine in the propane flows. Chosen one, I'm the living proof with the gift of gab from the city of truth. I jabbed and stabbed and knocked critics back, and I did not stutter when I said that. I'm going platinum, selling rhymes. I went platinum seven times. Still they ill because they want to try fry it, I guess because of only God knows why. Why, 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 why? They call me Cowboy. I'm the singer in black. Throw a finger in the air and let me see where you're at. I said, hey, hey, let me hear where you're at. And said, hey, hey, I'm giving it back. So say, hey, hey, show me some love and say, hey, 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 hey. Can this please stop? I like, oh, you want you want me to tag out? I'm happy to tag out. I'm happy to, I assure you, I don't need to continue moving this at all. Are we good? You guys happy with what I've done here? Yes. Thank you very much. There you go. That's my. That was my attempt at performing. This is, and I'm not kidding. I, I know bad songs. I like a lot of bad songs. What, what happened in our country that we allowed this to be a thing? Like I know we uh, were was, all... it, was that song ever really a thing though? Or I don't know. Do we man. only remember it as a thing because of the Undertaker. Maybe I'm like. <laughs> You know, everybody likes to point to what led to Trump. This is it, right? Like, we let this be a thing. How could we have ever stopped Donald Trump? Yeah. You know? Think about it, that man's a WWE Hall of Famer now. They're both. Both of them. Uh, Yeah. Or WWE Hall of Famers. My God. All right, there you go. That's kind of much... makes me never want to go to the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I ever need to visit. Between myself. them and Drew Carey, it's just like Jesus, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> What's your problem with Drew Carey? Come on. I love Drew Carey as a as a entertainer. Should he be in the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame? Of course not. Of course when The not. Rock isn't, I don't know. Oh God. All right. Uh, so there's that. Um, let's, let's just, so Aaron, you want to go through it, your plan, what the plans are for this weekend. My plans are, I want to go to Ibiza on Friday and I want to get on a swamp boat on Monday. I don't care about anything else, but go through Oh, it. you're doing the swamp boat on Monday? I, would really, I was thinking about doing the baby would, kicks game Monday. I would really but. like to do a swamp boat on Monday. If you boys are interested, I would really like to do a swamp boat on Monday. I can be talked into that. It, it I'm is, either doing the swamp boat or the baby kicks game. What like the hell is a baby cake? They're the triple uh, A team in New Orleans where they're called the New Orleans baby cakes and they have the greatest hat ever because it's, it's, it's the king cake baby. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. It's cool, but it ain't a swamp boat. I've done the swamp yeah. boat thing a few times. It's as much fun as you'll have. It's it's absurd how great it is. But whatever you guys want to do, just let me know. I'm I'll not... probably be doing the swamp boat thing before Monday, strictly because the lady leaves on Monday. Oh, what is that oh. all about? Well, she has a job, so oh, it must be nice. Maybe we can do it Saturday yeah. afternoon. Wait a second, your lady has a jo- your wife has a job. Oh man, that must yeah. be nice. Who's 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 bringing money? I mean. Age is just sitting on his ass right now, that's not good, doing anything. Yeah, come on, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Except uh, I just did just get my SAG card. Well, not really, but I basically did because I have a focal point in a Marriott commercial. Oh, you mad? Ooh, look at you! Can you get us a free room at the Marriott this weekend? I was gonna say, yeah. Why are we doing Wait, Airbnb? Right, what the hell? Uh, well, that's a good point. I could, if we, if I'd had that planned out more than two weeks ago, then yeah, I could have did that probably. Plan better. Oh man! All right. Um, so, Aaron, the, what, what? So, I'm, I'm still, I think I'm going to the show with you on Thursday night. Like that's the plan. What I got. Thing. <laughs> I just, it's, it's New Orleans, man. I don't really want to go to wrestling. Yeah, shows. like I, I, Aaron doesn't get it. 
I, I, he, I had to show, tell him last year. You guys, how many wrestling shows did you guys go to last year that I didn't go to? Uh, like two. Two, I think. Two. Yeah, we went to Progress and we went to Walk Culture. Yeah, um, that's probably going to happen again because it's just like. Well, that's because you don't go to indie shows. When's the last time you went to an indie true. show? That When's the last time you went not... to an indie show? Uh, I went to a Orlando. Uh, what's it? What's it called? I forget the name of the Orlando indie, but I have been to one recently, Jackass. Mm. And if you must know, this smells I'm a little bit talks, like when you look around talk, the room. What's your boyfriend's name? And you look around I'm the room, and you're like, right now to be the main booker of a new indie that's coming to Central Florida. So blow me. Okay then. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of questions about all this, but the point is, if this was somewhere else, if we were in Dallas, I would probably go to more shows. We're in New Orleans, the yes, we are. best city in the country. No, that's not true. Miami's the best city in the country. Miami's fine. New Orleans is the best city in the country. I don't know if you that's know this. I don't know if you know this, AJ, but there's more black people in New Orleans than there are in Miami. Um, <laughs> that's true. I'm just a little less racist than you are. That's all. There's, um, and surprisingly, <laughs> somehow there's more Gators too. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Um, so. So the thing is, like, you've already got my entire Sunday, which is cool because I'm going to have a great time, Maniac Raw, the whole deal. You, you say the entire Sunday's wrestling, but really 75% of Sunday is getting hammered on Bourbon that's, Street. That's fine. That's fine. But you got my entire Sunday and my Saturday night. And look, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it. This is a lot to give up of my, my five days in New Orleans just to wrestling. So I'm, I'm on the fence about Thursday night, right? I, I already paid for the ticket, so if I don't use it, you can have it for whatever you want to do. You can give it away to a homeless person. I don't care. I'm, I'm just I'm on the fence about Thursday night right now. I, I, I'm, I might, if we're all going to the brewery, I know that's the thing, too, is you're being lame and going to wrestling on Friday again. I want to go to the brewery. I got plans. Oh, no, I, I'm planning on going to the brewery. Friday. Oh, you're going to the brewery, too? Well, then why didn't we plan one of the cool trips? And I got to figure out how we're getting a car on Friday. Yeah, the brewery is like an hour and a half away. It's a, it's a disaster. Oh, sh- is it that far away? It's really far away, but I've never been and I'm going. I don't care who, who goes. What is I'm, the brewery? It's a beer. It'd be the brewery. It's my favorite beer on the face of the planet. It, it, a, it's a great brewery. I want to go an hour and a half away. It's, I don't know exactly how far away, but it's like an hour for sure. It might it be. Yeah, uh, I definitely won't be at that either. That's, so. that's fine. I don't care. I don't want you there, frankly. Actually, you already told me you couldn't go because uh, you're uh, not getting in in time. So I, I don't care about you. Um, the moral of the story is that I want to do those things. I really want to do those things. So I might show up Friday or Thursday night, depending on what my plans are. I might show up Thursday night to the show. If I don't, I don't. It's what it is. Where are you going? What are you, all your plans for the weekend? All right. So Thursday night, uh, Migs will be there, too. And uh, I think Ben Nash has also said he was uh, getting tickets and coming. Not yeah, positive but, but on that one. But he doesn't know that I'm not going yet. So the, he's got to keep that in mind. Yeah. The, the WrestleCon Super Show, we don't know much about it, but we know the Golden Lovers are wrestling. And that's all you have to say to sell me on uh going to the wrestlecon super show so that's where i'm going to be thursday night by the way it's exactly uh, it's exactly one hour from new orleans to the brewery okay that's not too bad then i'll i'll I'd accept that um like you said Aaron, Friday, so you know anywhere you'd go for an hour that you wouldn't go for an hour and a half make yeah, sure that's a little lame, we'll right yeah i do agree with that actually yeah that that's that's fair the 30 um, minutes of the difference <laughs> Friday, like, seriously Friday, oh my god an hour and a half uh, that's forever wait it's slightly less than that oh okay let's talk yeah, exactly. You know, hey, I only have a limited time in New Orleans. I don't want to spend it sitting in a car. You know, you're just having me spend that's, entire days doing stuff. That's Aaron being a, a being a lawyer and turning your argument back on you. <laughs> um, uh. I know me and Migs are also Migs talked me into Friday night at midnight. Friday night we're spending on Bourbon Street until like probably eleven fifteen when we're heading over to Janela's spring break. 
Right. Uh, Matt Riddle versus I know James Ellsworth. We're not talking you guys into that, but yeah, Riddle, James Ellsworth, Janela, great Sasuke. You got uh, Mike Quackenbush. I mean, I could see myself. I could see myself going to that if I've already had a lot of fun on Bourbon Street. Oh yeah, no, that's the plan. I'm not skipping Bourbon Street that night. I'm just you know bouncing at 11:15 or something like that. Hey, has anybody touched base with uh, our buddy Mojo at all? Like, is anybody? Talk yeah, I him? talked to him yesterday. Did you? All right. I was gonna. I meant to send him a note. I feel bad now. All right. Why? Well, because I want to say. I want to. I'm. A, I, dude, I'm a dick, and like he'll message me, and I'll just completely forget to respond for like weeks. I'm honestly. I like. I know Aaron is the worst, but when it comes to these things, I'm the worst. Like I'm terrible. So if you've talked to him, I don't care. I'll just. If you end up seeing him, I'll tag for a second and then tag out. Okay, and then you can go do your thing. Cool. Good. <laughs> Move forward. Uh. I yes. Also, I got to talk to you guys about an idea I have for our little wrestling thing. But continue. Oh, I'm excited about that. Hmm. Okay. Um, Saturday, we and we are going to NXT TakeOver. I know a lot of you listening might end up being going to uh, Ring of Honor instead. Seems like people are kind of split on that. But uh, we're heading over to TakeOver Saturday night. And then Sunday, uh, Mania Crawl, and then WrestleMania. All right. Very good. I just realized we're at the two-hour mark, so let's try to tap out. All right? Let's are, you guys, are you guys uh, going Raw and SmackDown, or no? Is that just me? Uh, that would be a I'm- no for me. I decent chance I go to Raw. We'll we'll see though. I'm not 100, yeah, but I'm you, probably you, going to. Raw. You want me to sign up for more wrestling after I just bitched about how much wrestling I'm doing? Jesus. Yep. What exactly. A, what a dick. All right, let's get our plugs in. Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter. At the AO show. shows on Twitter. At dropping out show. Email. Dropping out show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone. WrestleMania weekend stuff. Just keep your eye out for it. AJ, you have so many plugs to get in. Yeah, um, so I am currently, while I'm talking to you guys, in the process of doing a mixtape and a music video. Um, and I started at midnight. The mixtape is called 69. My number is 69 on the football field. Um, there's going to be nine tracks on the mixtape. Uh, there's only two original tracks. They are tracks six and nine. They are also called six and nine. Um, and... Uh, you know, we're working on that right now. I'm going to be shooting parts of the music video in New Orleans because, like I said, um, the uh, the uh, the first song on the mixtape is uh, me sampling the Degeneration X entrance music. Um, and that's also the music video we're shooting. So that'll be a good time. I think that's a perfect thing to shoot in New Orleans for WrestleMania weekend. Um, I got that coming up. I got a music video for my song for my album, Hashtag coming out on thursday at 9 p.m um 9 p.m on thursday coincidentally is also the 69th hour of me doing uh, my mixtape i'm recording the entire mixtape in 69 hours it's a concept thing i'm really cool like that um but yeah uh the video will drop um at 9 p.m on thursday it's called hashtag um if you haven't heard it yet on my album ota it's on all platforms apple music spotify google play um, Rel Carter, who's the A&R of Rock Nation, really fucks with this song like heavy. So um, it's a it's a it's a really good moment for me. Um, it's a 3D cartoon animation uh, movie um, music video. So I'm not even in I'm nowhere in the video the entire time. Um, it's other people playing roles and it's uh, it's really sick. So um, I got that coming out. You can follow me on social media and get all this information at AJ Francis 410 Twitter, Instagram, all that. Um, yeah, uh, I'm about to go back to getting in this grind. I just had to take some time out for my dogs. Yeah, real real week, quick, please. when's, when's the, uh, the charity basketball game? Uh, the charity basketball game is also May 5th. I'm getting the flyer made for that. 
um, right now. Um, it's going to be a dope event. There's going to be food from Jimmy Seafood, Famous Seafood. There's going to be food from Lido's Pizza. So um, Cinco de Mayo, will there be alcohol there? Uh, no, because it's a school. Um, <laughs> but But the good thing is our main competition for what people would go do uh, instead of coming to our game has just been canceled because uh, Canelo Alvarez can't stop oh, shooting needles. Yeah. In his it's a fact. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yuck. All right. Uh, very cool, man. Very cool. All right. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. We'll see you in New Orleans this weekend uh, for Steve Miggs. Oh, thanks again to Mick Foley for Steve Miggs, for Aaron Oster, and for the main event. Vent. Eh? Eh? Vent. Uh, AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out.